Hi and welcome to the Allies of Convenience, the international competitive Warhammer 40,000 podcast. I am your host Alex Ray and this week we are getting around to the Curse of the Wolf and Supplement. We wanted to give a couple of weeks uh, until we actually had a proper look at it. There's a lot of stuff in there uh, and we let our guys get their hands on it. There's been a couple of ETC practice weekends as well so the guys have definitely been able to have a, a route around in those two books and look for some new things. Uh, and this week on the show, I speak with Mike Collins, our resident Space Wolves expert, and Adam Ryland, of course, who is our resident Chaos Demons expert, as well as Andy Oakham about the curse of the Wolfen expansion, which is out right now. But first, we speak to the guys behind a brand new event. They're aiming to become the biggest uh, event in the country, um, pretty high expectations and aspirations for their first event. But they've definitely uh, got a lot going behind them. It's uh, the London Grand Tournament, which is happening in May. Uh, and we've got an exclusive interview with the guys behind that uh, from Mike Collins as well. So let's get straight into that first. Don't forget, you can find us on Facebook uh, if you want to get involved in any of the conversations, uh, any feedback on the episodes, or if you've got any questions you want to ask, feel free to either post on the wall or send us a direct message and we'll do our best to get back to you on it. If you listen to us through iTunes, we would love it if you could leave us a positive review as well. It really helps uh, people find us when they're searching for 40k. The more positive reviews we have, the higher up uh, we end up on the search feed. So it means we get to more people. Basically, it's very simple. We're not doing this for any sort of profit. Um, we don't make any money from this. We just do it because we love the hobby and we are really into competitive 40k pretty much. If you would like to support the podcast, however, um, we've just started a partnership with Element Games, which is one of the most prominent independent retailers in the United Kingdom. All we've done is we've created a link that you can go through to their website. It's basically like a portal. You may have heard this sort of thing on other podcasts. It still takes you through to exactly the same website. You still get exactly the same great discounts on uh, all of your hobby equipment and miniatures as well from a variety of uh, game systems, not just Games Workshop. So if you want to click on um, bit.ly forward slash element AOC, that's a short link, so it's really easy uh, to remember. It's bit.ly forward slash element AOC, and that will take you straight to the website, take you straight through, and uh, any purchases that you do choose to make, Element supports us back, and it helps us keep going with the podcast, because um, we do have to pay, of course, for the uh, for the hosting space, which is... Shame, we'd love to do it entirely for free, but it is what it is. That's the little plug out of the way. Let's get into uh, the first part of the episode with the London GT. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mike here. Um, I have a, uh, a special guest on with me tonight, um, a gentleman called Zach Becker. Hello, Zach. How are you? Hi, Mike. I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm, I'm not bad. Now, Zach, uh, you and uh, the organisation that you uh, represent, you took Facebook by a little bit of a storm in the in the UK by posting up about the London 40k GT, and uh, no one, no one, well, no one in the tournament scene had heard anything about it up until up until that point. So, obviously, I made contact with you, and um, and here we are. We're going to try to get to the bottom of of what this event is. Yeah, yeah, we um, well, we've created a bit of a buzz. It uh, was our intention. Um, we spoke to a bunch of people up at Cali uh, the weekend before this one, so uh, a few people knew it was coming. But the uh, the website and the social media campaign all uh, all kicked off this week. Yeah, it's really good. It's um, you had to basically sign up, and then they're dripping dripping the information in, aren't you? Keeping everyone uh, on the yeah, toes. Yeah, so the, the the website's live now. So um, 
if you go to www.london40kgrandtournament.co.uk, you can register your email address now. And what that means is when the ticket sales um, are ready, when the tournament pack is going to go, you'll get them a day early and you'll get it at a discount. Um, Hopefully, we won't sell all of them out and then they'll go on general sale the next day. So if you do want to uh, make sure you can secure your place, go to the website now and register. Yeah, and and you can cope for with up to two hundred players. Is that right? Um, we can cope with over two hundred. We've got um, we've got about uh, six thousand square foot of space, um, two large halls, and then a bunch of of medium sized rooms. So two hundred is the target. If we hit two hundred, we'll be uh, we'll be pleased. And um, if we do have space for more, we'll uh, we'll uh, invite some more at the end. But yeah, two hundred is what we're selling for the moment. Blimey, that is, I mean, that is an awful lot of terrain. Obviously, you, you've been to, to Cali yourself last week, and that's like 170 odd players there. Obviously, yeah, yeah. You know, you know how many tables that is, and how much terrain that is. It's, um, it's a hell of an undertaking. Have you got any experience in, um, in running tournaments before? Well, I, um, just a little bit of background about me. So, um, when you say the organisation I represent, I'm from the, uh, the London Warhammer Gaming Guild. We're a, I think the largest club in central London, we're the only one in zone one that I'm aware of. Um, we've got about 350 members and we you know, sort of regularly lay down sort of 15 boards midweek in Covent Garden. Um, it's part of that. Um, that was set up by a chap called Pete, one of my good mates. Um, and he's been growing that sort of consistently over the last few years. Um, within that organization, I've been running uh, the, the league that we run there, the 40k league. I run the tournaments we've been having there. Um, so while this is our first you know, major event. Uh, I've been doing that for some time. I think uh, most people sort of hesitance about it. It's, it's been because of the size of it. You know, they will say, everyone's saying 200, why start with 200? Why not, why not go less? Um, it, you know, ultimately it you know, comes down to sort of economics. Uh, if you want to run a tournament in London, the space is incredibly expensive. So renting a, a space for about you know, 30 people to play or, or you know, 20 tables um, actually, the economics doesn't work out. You can't find space cheap enough to get that, mu- that many tables in. So the only way, if you want to run a tournament in central London, is to go big. You can't do it small. Um, you've certainly gone big. It's very, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we um, we worked, you know, worked really hard to find a venue that could, could cater to uh, you know the 40k needs. Um, when you look at the exhibition halls, you know, we looked at Excel, we looked at Kensington Olympia. Um, they just priced right out of the market, you know, it's ten thousand pounds a day for those spaces. So we've got somewhere yeah. good. Um and uh we're really excited to be uh you know, throwing a big one. No, no, it's 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 excellent. It is I mean, I I personally think it'll be great to have a, a, a massive London event, not simply because it's uh for the GT, um, as yourselves are running it, but for um for the for the European team championship as well. If it ever comes to England, it'll be good to do it in London. And yeah, if, I mean, if you can make it work for 200, then, you know, maybe 700 odd, <laughs> it could work yeah, for something like that as well. So it's it's really good. Exactly. I mean, yeah, I think most people are saying, well, you know, 200 boards, how are you going to fill 200 boards? So um, what we've really tried to do is, is turn traditional tournament organisations sort of on its heads. You know, we're not um, we're not going around every single club in London trying to borrow terrain. But, well, if we're going to do this properly and do it semi-regularly, you know, on an annual basis... Um, there's no point spending hours and hours and hours every year trying to corral all that terrain together, getting it damaged for other clubs. So what we've done is, you know, up front, we've invested some cash um, and made a deal with a local design firm so, who are cadding up all the different designs for us, um, both two-dimensional and laser printing, so we can have 
you know, hundreds of runes at very low cost, um, but also 3D printing. So we can have on the on the top tables, which will be you know at, at a very high spec, we're going to have some pretty, uh, pretty pretty stunning scenery. Yeah, definitely. I mean that that sounds quite expensive. <laughs> well, you know, it's it, it's expensive because it's not free. Um, but, but you know, I work in in the property industry, so I've got some some good contacts within the. Uh, materials and manufacturing uh, business so i've been able to sort of procure all of that um at quite substantially less than retail prices yeah yeah which you'll need to so do you have a place to store this stuff in the meantime as well because obviously that's going to be a concern if you do fill out 200 players then 100 tables worth of terrain do you have places to keep that yeah i'm, I'm pretty fortunate that um got a big garden big shed um so <laughs> i'm one of the lucky ones are you uh, can i can i be adopted or anything <laughs> well you know if, if you treat me right maybe i'll write you into my wall <laughs> well hopefully it doesn't kill you so, uh, <laughs> so yeah so uh so uh whereabouts in london is this um is the uh the london gt so so a key consideration for us when, when we're looking for places is you know connectivity um quite quite aware that you know large amount of the uh uk tournament scene is up north yeah. so we wanted to pick somewhere that was you know easy to get to with cheap hotels um, Houston, King's Cross, they're sort of the gateways to the north, Stansted Airport's the gateway to Europe for, for the locals carriers. So we went for um, central London, but near the train stations. So yeah. Mary, Mary Rose Hall, which is where we're, where we're running it, um, it's right in the middle. It's Bloomsbury, so it's just about a five-minute walk south of Euston train station, a ten-minute walk from King's Cross. Yeah, so obviously that's where most people come in. Um, you know, we'll be getting into London from... That, that particular area so it's not too far obviously london's an enormous place <laughs> and it is but you know we've got we got tubes down here so yeah, it's quick exactly. to get around it is, it is very it is very quick to get around but you have to remember a lot of these guys will be from the north and um if they see a train they will freak out so uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's um, good to, it's good to make it's good to make sure that you know that um that all the all the uh the information is there for them so it's very very close obviously so you reckon there'll be um some good prices for hotels around there because i know that's quite a big consideration for these types yeah I, mean, I know i mean it's um it's quite an interesting sort of um thing to look into because i you know like i said went to cali last weekend uh ended up spending 60 pounds on a room and that's because you know support has two hotels and they sell out quick when cali comes to town so yeah um, the great thing about London is, while uh, it's known for being expensive, we've got a large number of uh, budget hotels and, and hostels that do, you know, nice single rooms. Um, just me doing you know, my, my preliminary research, I found I think 14 hotel rooms under 40 quid, and so 14 hotels with rooms available under 40 quid within walking distance, and that goes up to 50 if you're willing to jump on a train and just tube out to zone two. Yeah. Uh, as part of that as well, you know, I've been uh, negotiating with a few of those um, and I'm getting additional discounts. So all of that information will be in the tournament pack for people to uh, take advantage of. Brilliant. It sounds like you're you're working really hard for this. Is it is it mainly yourself or have you got quite a big team along with you helping out? So I'm leading efforts. I'm a project manager by trade. So this is sort of my bread and butter, what I do in day out. Yeah. Um, Peter Davies, he's the founder of the Guild. He's helping us um, on a sort of strategic level, giving us uh, ideas and inspiration. And, you know, he's a, a real good motivator of the troops. Mm. Um, so shout out to Pete. Um, on the sort of stats side, the Excel, uh, the Excel monkey is uh, a good friend of mine, Tom. He's a, a statistical analysis um, guy. Uh, he'll be running the, the, the scoring models and uh, doing that sort of stuff, uh, yeah. as well as helping out with the research. 
And then uh, James O'Brien, he's uh, doing the logistics. He's an ex-army guy, so he's uh, he's got some experience in uh, managing people with machinery. <laughs> Excellent. So yeah, that was that was one of the points I was going to get to actually was um, how you're planning to uh, collate and keep up to date all the results. I mean, obviously it's a live event, so everyone needs to know where they're going and how they're going. Are you planning on using Excel, or are you maybe going to reach out in touch with Torrent of Fire, see if we can do it all online, or? What yeah, I mean Torrent of Torrent of Fire you know, would be my preference. I like the system. I like the platform. I think the guys are doing a, a good job about setting up something that's helpful and free. So um, we would like to partner with them. I uh, haven't yet um, managed to uh, get a callback from one of them. But what we're set on doing is um, is basically digitalizing the event. So regardless of whether we use Torrent of Fire or we use the Excel side of things, um, we won't be doing sort of traditional uh, fill out a piece of paper, go take it up to the guy uh, sitting at a laptop um so at the moment i'm working with uh some of the guys that are actually at the venue to set up an av system where you can text in your results and they go straight to the guy with the computer the computer then does the live updates and they're streamed onto the projectors on the walls so hopefully we'll get rid of all the uh guy walking down to each room putting a bit of paper up on the wall and everyone crowding around to see where they are so. <laughs> excellent yeah it does sound like you know that that, that torrent of fire approach would um would help you out so but yeah, other than that, that sounds quite that sounds exciting as well, you know. What, what I'd love to do, I mean, the the the, the goal for this would be really to, to create a live uh, live Twitter feed. Yeah. Um, I know the not all the community has a Twitter, so that's sort of why I've discounted that a little bit early. But I think it would be really interesting to sort of get live commentary going on, um, as well as matchups and, and you know some photos all all going up on on the uh, tournament's Twitter feed. So yeah. that's something we're going to be trying to do. That's the way it needs to go, really. You know, if 40k is going to move forward, you know, into um, into exhibition stuff, it needs to take that 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 step, doesn't it? You know, into the 21st century and be on all platforms at all times. Exactly. I mean, so, la- last time I went to a large large GT in London was back when Games Workshop ran them, you know, over a decade ago, mm-hmm. uh, and you know that that was some some real management sort of skills going on there. But you know, that's they were getting paid for it; they were making money; it was their job. Um, this is still you know, very much community-led we're trying to do something great for, for, for the 40k community um yeah. and hopefully you know we'll be able to grow it and uh, you know get there to that 700 marker in a couple of years that'd be amazing <laughs> yeah you never know you know a couple of good successes mate and then the etc might be coming your way and you might be the go-to man <laughs> well happy to help if i can yeah you never know so should we go on to the actual um the event itself so have you decided to, in your uh, in your group uh, about a rules pack yeah, so I've um, I've been keeping it under wraps as uh, you know everyone's been asking on, on the Facebook. Um, so if you want to go join that discussion, that's uh, forward slash London 40k GT. Um, it's going to be a light comp. Um, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of this, you know, the uh, sort of pure GT. Bring whatever you can as long as it's Battleforged. Um, be two sources um, and a limit on super heavies and gargantuans. But pretty much apart from that. Um, it's uh, rules is written with uh, you know obviously the FAQ that we've all come to know and love. Uh, what the GW ones? No, uh, would be them if they wrote them frequently. But no, <laughs> it would be um, it would be a um, uh, reviewed and amended uh, ETC one. Oh, excellent! That's fantastic because yeah, obviously a lot of work's gone into that. I mean, those guys have done had a lot of work and uh, you know really produced a, a lot of valuable content. So um, not going to try and rewrite. Uh, rewrite the book so no that's that's exactly it that's exactly it a lot of a lot of time and thought has gone into that from many countries so it's um it's like almost a, a gw standard or what now replaces that isn't it so 
it's, exactly. it's, it's, yeah. 40k is almost becoming a community run or community led anyway game now um, isn't, it? isn't it yeah, yeah. It certainly is. so what what kind of missions are you looking at as well if you're obviously um is it going to be maelstrom is it going to be just uh, eternal war missions or is it going to be a mixture or it'll, it'll be a slight mixture um i think you know maelstrom opens you up to um they're fun uh, i think they're great for, for casual gaming but uh it, they're not balanced enough for tournament play. No. Um, when, when somebody can you know, draw a couple of lucky cards and score you know, nine victory points on in turn five or whatever, I think uh, no one's happy if they've played a strong game and lose to that. So um, uh, it will be it will be a, a format that I think most of you will be familiar with, a combination of, of the Eternal War um, as your primary and uh, modified Maelstrom as a secondary. Yeah, uh, we'll be we'll be mixing up a bit with um, some tertiary missions, but uh, that will be the, the basis of it. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, because I mean, I know I, I I play an awful lot of um of the ETC comp, which is obviously what you played at um at the Caledonian events, um, mm. and it is I th- I think the best way to play it because obviously you've got the Eternal War, which means you have to be there at a certain point. The Maelstrom with the modified pack, which um, enforces you to engage basically into the game, so you can't stand off, stand off, stand off, and then make a last second dash. So having obviously everything running concurrently is is brilliant, and I think that is is the way the game's got to be played now. So that's really, yeah, no, that's really good to hear. That's going to be very exciting. I think it also you know encourages um, a bit of diversity in lists as well. I mean, I, I brought a, a flyer heavy list to to the Highlander at Cali. Yeah. Um, and I, I really suffered throughout the game on the, on the motion points because um, everything's in the air. Um, but that being said, you know, the three games at one was because I tabled the opponents, so even though I was behind the majority <laughs> of the game, it doesn't yeah. matter if it's got nothing on the board at the end. So, um, yeah, that was, um, I think it's good when you see, you know, a combination of, of you know, stuff that stays still and stays strong and sort of sit at the back of the board all the game, but also, you know, some fast little jet bikes running around. Yeah, that's it. You don't want to, you don't want to, make anyone you know you want to put as many armies that can do well as possible don't you really? you know and that well, exactly you know, yeah. some, some armies play eternal war very well some play the most from well so it's good to um good to get the bums on seats basically isn't it at the end of the day <laughs> uh, so yes yeah, so i think you know sorry go ahead um no if you've got a further point then you go ahead yeah well, i was just going to say um you know making sure that everyone has a good time is obviously a key consideration um you know, I think tournaments probably get a bit of a bad rap uh, for you know, being full of uh, hyper-competitive people. But I've found you know, my attendance that actually, you know, that's completely false. So what we're trying to set up um, and the way we'll be doing best general prizes is, as well as obviously there being the best general who win who win the, the key prize, um, we're going to do some tiered codexes. So there'll be a top tier best general, there'll be a medium tier best general, there'll be a, a bottom tier best general. So... If you do want to come and bring your sisters a battle, you still could uh, win a best general prize. Who knows? You could probably win the whole thing. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Got to roll a lot of sixes to do that. <laughs> they'll, they'll be fine. Depends what you got with them, I suppose. If you have like a couple of riptides with some sisters, you might be all yeah, right. Yeah, there was a, a strong riptide list at, uh, at Cali. I saw I think it came ninth. About 10 riptides and then some uh, bikes and a rope lord. So. Jesus Christ. Terrible, isn't it? <laughs> so, well, or brilliant. Were, you, well, yeah, one of the two. Terrifying, I think. We'll, we'll agree on that. <laughs> um, when you uh, said comp, there's going to be some slight comp. What, what could you further sort of go into that at all? Any? Um, it's not really going to be uh, anything other than force organisation um, charts. I think you know, 
people play a lot with uh, one set of rules. So yeah. for a tournament to sort of come in and, and fundamentally change the rulebook, um, I think it's, it's a little bit unfair on guys that practice with one rules and they have to then you know, have a couple of months to learn a new set of rules. Or, or maybe they just have an elder army and suddenly, you know, range D's not allowed and they've got to go buy some more models. So the fundamental rules will remain unchanged. It will just be around army composition. Yeah. So are you, are you thinking of, um, of like no come the apocalypse allies or no detached, yeah. no like formations or anything? Formations like is, um, it's not, it's not going to be comped. It will be the, the two sources, um, but not double CAD. Um, basically, um, if you want to bring, you know, 20 different librarian conclaves. Yeah. You're probably going <laughs> to struggle to make friends. So, uh, bring, bring a friendly list, um, you know, and, uh, keep it fun. So yeah, CAD plus one other or, you know, Jokurian or, yeah. uh, however you want to play it, but two and, sources. And Jokurian, that, does that count as one? Cause I know Tim did a thing where Jokurian counts two, which kind of, you know, I've yeah, been... I mean, it's, um, it's an odd one. I don't think there's been, um, a consensus reach yet because some of them are, you know, you can take one, you know, the Space Marine Jakurian and you end up with uh, quadruple the amount of models you fit into a CAD. So uh, yeah, yeah. we'll have to have a closer look on that. Um, and I think we'll probably make a decision um, closer to the time just because, it, you know, Games Workshop could release five different codexes that, that fundamentally change how those work. So yeah. uh, for the moment, it's going to be two sources and you can assume that uh, a Jakurian counts as one. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the best way to go, uh, personally. So yeah, um, well, mate, I'm... I'm excited about this. This is going to be this is going to be good. So wait, yeah, what, I don't think we've actually said the date it's going to happen either, have we? So so it's on the last weekend of May. It's a, a long weekend, so it's a, the 28th and the 29th yeah. of May, um, and the day after is a bank holiday. So feel free to you know stay one extra night, have a bit of a party, drive back in the morning, or recover, uh, recover on or Monday, recover, yeah, oh, recover, recover from all those ones. Um, but uh, it will be good. I think um, it, it's perfectly timed for, for me. I mean, the reason I, I picked the date um, was because I'm sort of gearing up for the GT final before that. Mm. Um, and then I know the uh, ETC is sort of midsummer after that. So it gives some people some practice, you know, um, have a trip to London. Hopefully the, the sun will be out and you can have a little holiday at the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was sort of it was planned so that if people wanted to stay extra and you know make the most of being down here, they could. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. And um, I, I know that I've got one of the guys um, asked me a very important question. Uh, has it got a bar? Has it got a bar? Has yeah. It got, has it got a bar? Has it got a bar? This is one of the key questions. Um, unfortunately, because um, of the licensing rules that the venue has, um, it was an additional two grand just to sell like alcohol. Ooh. So we, we will have a uh, non-alcoholic bar within the, the venue that will be serving water and, and juice and stuff if you want no. to. <laughs> but in the uh, in the tournament pack, we'll also be uh, earmarking out where all the local pubs are, so there'll be uh, a few more conditions. One thing you can guarantee in London is you're never more than five minutes from pub. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so especially where it is as well. It's just whether or not we can um, we need to uh, sell a kidney for a pint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw that post too. Um, <laughs> There are some there are some cheaper places in London. Um, we're right near Euston train station, which has a great um, funky little bar called Euston Tap, um, which is one of my favourites. Lots of custom ales, lots of outside standing. You, know, you can sort of hang out, sample some beers. It's great. Cool. Excellent. Well, Zach, is there anything else you'd like to cover? Anything that people would need to uh, need to consider? Any other questions you think that you can uh, illuminate for the listeners? Um, 
Well, you know, one of the things that um, we definitely want to, to sort of promote and, and, and is, is to invite our, uh, our neighbours from the continent over. We've already had uh, one chap from Denmark uh, see if it's available to them and uh, we'll be shooting out some invites to, to some of the other known players over there. So um, if you uh, are thinking about coming from far away and you're listening to the podcast, uh, we'll be giving prizes to the uh, people that have made the most effort and travelled the most uh, most miles. Um We'll also be uh, providing a, a you know, sort of moderate travel agent service for people that are new to London and want, want some advice on, on where to stay, where it's good. Uh, so feel free to uh, message us directly if you want that sort of uh, assistance. And uh, we'll also be offering a, a discount for people that are uh, traveling from overseas. And uh, that does include Scotland. <laughs> that does include? It does include Scotland, yes. Yeah. So uh, if you uh, need to book early, um, because you're you're travelling a long distance, uh, get in touch and we'll sort you out a, a little bit of a discount. Oh, look at that! That brilliant. It does it does seem like you've got your uh, your finger on the pulse. So I think a lot of my well, a lot of the Facebook doubts that are on at the moment. Will be like, well, you seem to have all this in order. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, I, I, I was a little bit a uh, little bit surprised by some of the. Um, I'm not going to call it negativity, but maybe anxiety. I think it's. Um, I think it's probably a good thing. I think the reason people are uh, querying everything is because they're excited that there's, you know, there's a big GT back in London finally. Yeah, um, and, they, and they want it to be good. They want it to be a success if they're going to come. So yeah. uh, everyone can <laughs> bear in mind that you know, with the amount of money we've got on the stake, uh, we're going to make it the best event we can, um, and we're going to, you know, we're going to be doing them year on year. So uh, watch your space. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be excellent, Zach. Thank you very much for uh, for coming on. No problem. Thanks for having me, Mike. No problem. So the book's been out a couple of weeks now, and because we are without a doubt the most professional and thorough podcast out there, and nothing to do with the fact that we couldn't be asked to record for a couple of weeks, we are looking at the Curse of the Wolfen uh, supplement on this week's episode um, because we really wanted to let you know the formations get out there and. Um, you know, get a proper analysis of how everything really looks and test out some of the combos and all that cool stuff. That's that's why it's taken us three weeks to do this, isn't it, Mike? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. If you if you can hold off whilst the the PDF finishes downloading on any questions, <laughs> um, then <laughs> that that would be good. <laughs> Let's quickly raid the box. Um, <laughs> So, obviously, Curse of the Wolfram is out. It is the newest the Warzone Fenris supplement, um, following on from the Montcar and Kalyon books, which gave much-needed help to the poor, poor Tau, um, and actually made some, some cool space marine stuff. Well, one one piece of war gear, anyway. Um, we now have um, some well, quite a lot of formations for space walls and quite a lot for demons as well so we're going to be going through that uh we have got our resident space wolf expert mike collins as you uh, heard just then hello we have our resident demon expert slash ice cream princess uh, mr ryland with us as well hello and someone accidentally invited uh, hodor um and we let him stay <laughs> on the call hello andy prick <laughs> <laughs> Poor Andy. I mean, Andy. Andy has a foot in both camps of the wolves and the and the demons, don't you, Andy? I'm sure you'll be very, very good. Yeah, like huh. like the Colossus of Rhodes, stride <laughs> both factions. Um, 
so yeah, if your download's finished, we're ready to go. We've got some notes ready. I know, uh, you know, uh, it's not the first time I've looked at it. We've definitely, as I said, the, it's been out a couple of weeks. Uh, people have played with it. They've had a go. Um, so let's just dive into it. Uh, from the Spaceball side, they have a new unit, of course, Wolfen. Um, the Wolfen, which are return. which are good, which are good. You know, they are good. Most of most of the things that I've been doing have revolved around the Wolfen. They now. are better than they look on paper in a vacuum definitely well think how many strength 10 for um strength 10 attacks you get for the price i mean 240 points sorry 250 points for like five of them with storm shields and yep. thunder hammers 250 points i mean that's like that's basically two iron priests and you get like christ knows how many more attacks Without the tip save, obviously, without the, without the beast. But to be honest with you, who gives a f as long as they get into combat, who gives a flying fuck if they die? Because it, you get an extra round of combat, which is superb. Stomp them out, please. Please stomp oh, them out. Yeah. Please do so. It's absolutely fine because we get another, what is it, like 25 attacks or something yeah. anyway? I, I believe what you want to do. Well, I think if any knight comes into them, they're dead. The knights are dead, pretty much. If, even if they don't kill them. You know, if they kill them on stomp, <laughs> they're dead. Yeah, <laughs> and if they kill them in combat, then they're they're just they're dead again. Yeah, I think what you will probably see is the one guy with an axe, yeah, who hits at initiative five. Um, probably there's a couple of hole points there. You never know. And then he's the first guy you take off, so he gets another little swing. Yeah, just to uh, give a chance of doing it before the stomps happen. If you know what I'm saying, could be good. Well, they'd, they'd swing simultaneously with the stomps anyway, right? With the thunder hammers. Uh, yeah, but you want it to happen before the stomps happen, didn't you? With the big thunder hammery gubbins. As far, so, at the risk of sounding like a moron, yeah, I'm getting this wrong. Regardless of whether they have the axe or the thunder hammer, if they're in combat with something that does stomps, they still get to attack twice anyway. Because they attack, they both attack at initiative oh, yeah. one with the stomps. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, no, hang on, because uh, the stomps are at initiative one. Yeah, Thunderhammer's initiative one. Yeah. yeah. Then if they get stomped out, they still get to attack again at the end of the initiative phase. So either way, you still get to hit twice. At the end. Is mm. that right? Yep. You sure? Yeah. I read that as to think that... Um, <coughs> Immediately, as they you get... You get that. Mm. That was interpretation that I got, anyway... Let me read it again. Oh, do we need an FAQ on that? What a surprise. Oh, no, this is the murder pack. That's not what I want. See, we go straight into the, the meat of the situation here. We're not fannying around about anything. We want to know how broken we can make these things. <laughs> what does it, a six do on a stump now? Is it removed from play? Yeah. GTFO. Michael, so how, here is how the good you news. back? Uh, removed from play is the same as removed as a casualty. That is specifically stated in the 7th edition rulebook. Michael, for your reference, if a model in this unit... So this is the death frenzy rule that we're talking about. Yep. If a model in this unit is slain in the fight subphase, it can, at the end of the current initiative step, pile in and fight before being removed as a casualty. Ooh. The model can do this even if it has already fought this phase. So if it fights in the initiative one step, it makes it attacks... Um, and get stomped out because obviously it happens simultaneously at the end of the initiative one step it can swing again so that's why they get 50 fucking thunder hammer strength 10 attacks if they get into combat with a knight which will evaporate and they are wonderful 
Uh, the they, only, they, they will evaporate as well. The only time. problem is, of course, getting them there. Um, well, I don't know. Well, it's, it's literally the only fucking problem. Once they get there, <laughs> yeah. Gonna... And survivability, obviously, yeah. because yeah. Uh, free up. Three four up, up. invulnerable. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, three up. Three because up I don't, I don't yeah. know why you'd take them as four up. I don't know why. I can think of only one reason, and that's having like a drop pod heavy, and you want to get as mm. many um, curse of the wolf and things. If you want to go through that yep, little yep, wolf the, formation the part thing, now, which is wonderful. I really like that as well. Um, could be good. It could be good, but it's. Um, but yeah, you have to pay for it through the nose a little yeah. bit, don't you? Um, I mean, and obviously, if you want to keep the cost down of the, if you want to take that formation, which we'll talk about in a minute. But yeah, they're they're, they're pretty fucking cool. I'm, I, regardless of the the bullshit that we're talking about of getting as much out of them in competitive play as possible, I just fucking love the idea of Wolfen. I think they're they're tremendous, um, and it's nice to have an option for something that's not Thunderwolves as well. So good, good mm. shit. It's returned. That, that- that does buff other things as well. I mean, those... Yes. I mean, if you just look at the points of them, so they're thir- 30 points a model, and they're so much better than... Um, 30 points a model, so they're 50 points with a Thunderhammer and Storm Shield. And they Why? are so much better than a Terminator. It's ridiculous. By the 2-plus save, yeah. Well, really, yes... But they've if, got, they ha- if they had a two they've got three save. up. They got a three if, up in vulnerable and feel no pain. So if like, only there was a way to make them have a two up save. Two up, three up, and feel no pain. No, no, just just a just a two up. Exactly, that's what I'm getting, Andy. <laughs> so um, yeah. Oh, you sanctuary. mean um, yeah, buffing the invulnerable. Bit, yes. bit of sanctuary, bit of feel no pain. Well, it's not like you're going to put them in a big Death Star with like a concave <laughs> no. or anything like that. No, exactly. It's a good job Death Star's dead, isn't it? It's not easy to get psychers either, to be honest, is it? No, especially Space Wolf ones. Yeah. Especially Space Wolf ones. Even though we'll carry on going with the Wolfen, but we've got obviously the Rune Priest formation, which is like yep. the, world, the world's biggest anticlimax. Something that I do want to pick on as well, um, which I don't know if this is going to be a trend or anything like that, but the cost of the weapon upgrades is in, like. 20 points for a Thunderhammer and a Storm Shield on a model. Sounds good to me. Yeah. That's that's great. A a pair of AP2 Lightning Claws is 12 points. These are are models with Strength 5 and 3 Attacks base as well, by the way. So it's not Mm. like... It's not like Mr. Mr. Bloodclaw with his one attack that pays 25 points for a Power Fist at Weapon Skill 3. So uh, yeah, I hope, I hope that's a trend that continues because they've they've obviously changed the points costings of you know marines on foot. They've come down from what is it like eighteen points to like is it fourteen now? Um, but they never they never really adjusted the points of any of the upgrades. Um, so yeah, it's nice to see them them tweaking that stuff. Hopefully that continues. Um, and bounding lope is an interesting one as well. So bounding lope is a special rule. Do we have an ETC ruling on this yet? Um, which part? Uh, this unit can run and charge in the same turn and can re-roll failed charge rolls. Um, does that apply to attached ICs? Yes. Yes, it would. <coughs> it would, because obviously that's the... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> despite Adam saying bullshit. But that's um, that's the unit... Well, ICs become part of the unit, basically. So any mm. rules that say the unit um, automatically confers onto the ICs. So... Um, the ridiculous part of that is 
Um, I'm just trying to find. T- I tell you what, if anyone's bought the the iPad version of these codexes but has it on an iPhone, don't fucking do it because <laughs> I can't fucking find my way through this for love and money. It makes me envious of the, just the PDFs everyone's ripping off. Uh, but yeah, so um, there's a few there's a few rules in there um, which affect the unit. So it's the bounding leap one which affects the unit. So anyone that is attached to that uh, also gets the rules for bounding leap, which is nice. And what are those rules again, Alex? Uh, this unit can run and charge in the same turn and can re-roll failed charge rolls, which so, drastically increases their threat range. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, a little right. bit. Now, can I, mean, I ask back... something as well, Mike? Um, just going yep. back to that interpretation uh, of the unit. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to the death frenzy rule. Do you have that in front of you? Uh, I'm just that's what I'm looking for because this is the best part of it. <laughs> if a model is, in this, this is also unit, unit. <laughs> is in the fight subphase. Um, yeah. So Samael, your conclave, your Wolfguard battle leaders on Thunderwolves. Uh by that interpretation, um they all get to benefit from death frenzy as well. Which is nice. So when you think about it, you've got all your uh well, what could you what could you have? Initiative striking, strength six, maybe strength six. What would you need? You need either rending or you need a bit of hammer hand for your I'd um, say hammer hand. You get yeah. If you're going for sanctuary, you're gonna end up with hammer hand. Aren't exactly, you? you're gonna get one or the other. So um, yeah, so your room priest can probably get a little uh, get a little action, and if you know they've got ship powers, I don't know why you'd ever do it, but you could probably do it before the stomps. And as everyone knows, the stomps are the nasty bits. Well, that's, I mean, you know, you give a rune priest a staff, he's already strength, what is it, six? Mm. Yeah. Strength eight, you're probably going to have someone with the, the funny stone in there as well. So you've got strength nine rune priests swinging staves around. That's good fun. And they get to benefit from death frenzy. So that's every model. So that's all your, um, your, your cyber wolves get to have death frenzy fun. Yeah. Um, Asriel gets to have death frenzy fun. Samael, Samael. Samael, I tell you what, Samael isn't he the biggest pile of shit you've ever seen? It, what, as in just him on his own? Just him on his own. Yeah. That weapon, it's like, oh my god! I, I think I played with him for the first What's time. AP2, it's like, right, though, oh, isn't it? At least it's like straight four. It's the worst yeah, thing in the world. It's like, I know, but he's going to have god. he's going to have furious charge and hammer hand. So it's, oh. it suddenly becomes amazing. So that's good. Well, get your powers off, mate. You're casting I'd, on a 2 plus anyway, aren't you? I just think if you've got a special weapon and you're the leader of a Raven Wing, you get a better sword than that, didn't you? <clears throat> yeah. Well, I can remember I remember when it was good, when he when it was oh my god, he's got AP2. It's actually it's actually great. Um, <laughs> when we cared about the power creep, thing. doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh so that's the Wolfen anyway. Um Yeah, they're pretty they're they're a very nice addition. They're, they're um, pretty good. If we were to go through Stuff that obviously all Wolfstar players are thinking at this time, yeah. and that is the the plus three inches um, to the run and to the charge range of these. So just adding in Azrael yeah. with that choice, or Samael into this one, and that's from their Warlord trait, right? Yeah, yeah, it does. It does make it quite nice. I mean, it's, that's a that's a fucking hell of a threat range that's got. Yeah, so it it, it turns them into. Um... Well, the, the, you can you can obviously string them out with attached characters that are on bikes or cavalry or what have you. String exactly. them out with the with the wolves in there as well, um, mm. and get an insane threat range um, from a unit which hits like a 
several fucking trucks to be honest exactly with you. i mean what i what i would um i've i tried to do this um but i didn't actually get to do it because it was just combat was just calling too much but you know the um the formation with the drop pods mm -hmm. uh, where you get the plus one as we talked about earlier on um the plan was um to have uh wolf and squads drop in join up ICs onto that and not have so many um, Iron Priests, but have some more Wolfguard battle leaders on there. Yeah. And then depending on the rule, uh, the role of the Wolfen table, which I don't think we've gone through, um, basically um, there's a table you roll on at the beginning of the movement phase. We'll go through that as soon as you finish your uh, description. <laughs> yeah. So depending on what you roll on that, you can then send off these uh, 2 plus, 3 plus ICs, like bullets towards things, basically, with... Um, uh, some of the movement ones, you know, if you if you if you manage to get the plus three inches to move, to run, and to charge, then you can just literally send off one guy from the main star and um, go and do some business. So the curse of the wolf and special rule, which uh, the wolf and have, funnily enough, um, means you roll uh, at the start of your turn after rolling for reserves. Uh, you roll one dice for all effective units. Uh, it's any space wolf unit non-vehicle space wolf unit within six inches of any units of the wolfen um that's within 12 inches if they're blood claws or blood claw derivatives or within three inches if they're long fangs but the only time you're ever seeing long fangs is in the tax for the black main uh, formation um it <clears throat> doesn't affect finrisian wolf units uh doesn't affect servitors um you have two versions you have hunt and kill uh, so the hunt table, uh, one to three, is predatory pounce. Effective units have the hammer of wrath special rule and can reroll failed charge rolls. Four Meh. to five is bestial swiftness. Uh, add three inches to the maximum move distances of all models in the affected units when they move in the movement phase, when they run, and when they make charge moves, which is pretty handy. It's, okay. it's June Strider, isn't it, basically? Yes. The, yes. From the um, from the Admech stuff. Uh, six is Reckless Ferocity. Uh, models in affected units have the Furious Charge special rule and gain D3 bonus attacks for charging instead of one, unless they already have the Rage special rule. But wait! I'm sure you're thinking to yourself, if I'm adding plus one for every unit that's on the table of Wolfen, that I can get more than a six. Well, yes, you are absolutely right. You can. There is a seven plus rule, um, and that is alpha alpha brain from on it. No, it's alpha hunters. Uh, affected units can immediately make a free move as if it were their movement phase, which means you get two moves. Uh, <laughs> Omg! Oh yeah. That's amazing. Pretty awesome. Uh, what, now a twenty-four caveat. inch movement on a on a wolf. Yeah. The caveat that I want to make to that, though, of course, is that it doesn't affect Wolfen themselves. Um, or anyone attached to Wolfen. Exactly. So at units of Wolfen, and obviously if you attach an IC to a unit of Wolfen, they are still, you're not going to get any of these benefits. Um, but as Mike was talking about earlier with, say, for example, the drop pod formations or uh, even some of the other ones, there's a, there's a cool one in the Start Collecting box, um, which we'll talk about a bit later on as well, which has sort of all kinds of movement stuff in it. Um, that is a cool one. Are you all about the hunting force? Is that what the fuck? I don't know what it's called, because obviously I haven't bought a Start Collecting box. No, it's not that life. one. It's the uh, the Death Pack. Death Pack, that's the one. That's yes. the one. Um, which is that cool £50 box with the Lord and the Thunderwolves and the Grey Hunters in it. And of course... 
you're not going to buy the box because you want to make a lord on a Thunderwolf and do all that cool stuff with it. Um, <clears throat> but yes, you can effectively uh, buff all number of units in the Space Wolf book. And, and mm. it just gives you a different way of playing, which is, I'm sure as a Space Wolf player, something that you wanted. Getting to grips with people as soon as possible, mm. which is nice. And not having to do it with just a unit of Space Marine bikers with some Wolf Guard and Iron Priests bolted onto them as well. Mm, exactly, exactly. But yes, I mean, the Wolf and a good, good, a good unit. I wish we had them for a long time. They I suppose the, the only other real change that we've had in the main body of the book is the Iron Priests have now moved over to HQ. Yes, that, that's a biggie. Which is good and bad, um, or indifferent, really. It's, it's, it's interesting, because... Do you think they've done that on purpose as a balance patch? Or I, I'd like to think it's just because they're cunts. That's why. <laughs> because they're That's why. Do you think they've specifically done it because they saw people just spamming out Iron Priests? No, I don't think they care. I okay. just thought they liked to... Um, I, what I think they've done is they've had a look at the Space Marine World and what they've done with the Masters of the Forge and um, done the same to the Space Wolf one and just changed it around a bit. I don't so think if they you really don't know what we're what talking about, uh, the Iron Priest in the Curse of the Wolfen book now is designated an HQ. He is now 75 points, um, but he's got two wounds. So also an well a wound... With the Thunderwolf, which is what you're going to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's be honest, because you're not going to have him without Thunderwolf. Yeah. Um, so that makes him three wounds. Um, did he get any more attacks? He's attacks two. I think he's weapon skill five. He wasn't weapon skill five before, was he? No, he wasn't. No, no. So an, extra, an extra pip for that. So he gets an extra pip on the uh, weapon skill and an extra wound. Uh, all for how many points is it that he's got and, up? And some extra leadership. I think it's another 20 points, isn't it? Or is it 25? Is it 75 now? He's 75 now, yes. Yeah, so it's um, an extra... He also now has the option of upgrading his Thunder Hammer to a Tempest Hammer for five points, um, which gives him the Hellfrost rule on his Thunder Hammer, which is, like, all right for five points. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't say no. Is that like six, is there instant death or something? Um... Was it on, on a on a any yeah any any wounds that you cause um, the model has that was to take hit a strength test is that has right? to take a strength test yeah, yeah. if only Hard. it was initiative test wouldn't that be so much better <laughs> yeah with a thunder hammer <laughs> fucking of course it would be yeah. it'd be so good <laughs> <laughs> oh dear why can't they just keep on going with the initiative stuff the stupid lack of jaws um oh and you can take a hellfrost pistol for twenty points but you would never do that in your life ever um. So yeah, those are the changes. That's good because they they they're new as well, aren't they? Hellfrost pistols. Hellfrost pistol is a is a new thing I've never seen. Yes. Strength um, eight, AP one, instant death if you roll a six, when you're doing your toughness test. Yeah. Uh, your strength test, sorry. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's um, interesting. But not for twenty points, I don't think. Not for twenty points. No. I I mean I would like to see more of that rule, but it's just too situational all the time. Um. What else have we got? Battlesmith. They had that anyway. Yeah, it's just a shifting around. So let me ask you as well, because there's a bit of confusion about this. In the White Dwarf, it says you can use either one. The White Dwarf came out before this book, and this book says it replaces the main Codex one. Uh, so has there been a sort of tournament 
ruling on whether you can still use the elite iron priest it's common sense just ignore white dwarf mm. yeah asked us. i think etc they've been mentioning it on the rules council and yeah just going to ignore the white dwarf caveat so they're completely gone from the elite section now yeah, yeah. it I actually says way. in the campaign it replaces the rules in the code yes. yes so why would you go any other routes well, people will use anything, won't they, these days? If it says but it's somewhere. These are basically, and the Demon one, it's basically your new codex, isn't it? Yeah, well, the, the Demon one is, is very much so that, uh, and I'm really looking forward to going through that with you, Adam, because there's all kinds of changes and in me. there. And me. And, and, of course, all of us. All of us together will be holding hands, going Oh, what? Through. I have to hang around for the demon shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they also added uh, rules for Wolflord Crom, who's 150 points. He has and still, Wolf still Lord, worthless. Still worthless. And is Wolflord Crom. Uh, they just basically put his model out in the clan pack that was in the... Is it Death Claw box set? Is that what it was called? Uh, Death Claw, Death Storm... Stormclaw. Either, either way, it's... Oh, um, my God, it actually is Stormclaw, isn't it? Jesus Christ. I was just taking the piss. Yeah. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. They're him. so generic in their namings. Anyway. <clears throat> so let's get to the fun stuff, which is uh, all the formations. So Space Wolves now have their own approximation of a Gladius. Um, <laughs> it's a bit disappointing, isn't it, as yes. a Space Wolf player? So it's when like... we first got the book, Mike, we were looking at the formations and we were not immediately impressed, were we? There's no... Everything in your fucking then. army has... Because we did literally wish list for about <laughs> yes. three days yes. to each other. Just like, oh my God, it's going to be so amazing. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's going to like... I think to we get... set us up for a fall there. Ourselves up oh. for a fall because the stuff yeah, that I... we were asking for was certainly not likely oh um, exactly so whilst the gladius gets free transports obsec on absolutely absolutely everything uh, the wolf claw strike force um gets counter charge and the howl of the wolves the howl of the wolves is their sort of um battle company rule where if you uh, a wolf wolf claw strike force includes two or more great packs or two or more of the same legendary great pack one including a wolf lord and the others including a battle leader. Then together they form a great company. Here it is. Here's your big payoff. As long as a great company's wolf lord is alive, all units in that model's great company have the fear. <laughs> and, and, and fear is charge as well. Um, oh. But there yeah, fear. Fear. Don't, don't forget the uh, the counter-charging business. I was going to go... I was, I was trying to work my way up to that, because actually that's all right. I quite like counter-charging. Well, yeah. It kind of is. Uh, at and the end of your opponent's charge sub-phase, you can declare a charge with any unengaged units from this detachment. So long as each enemy unit that you attempt to charge is locked in combat with another unit from this detachment, which is very unfortunate because I would have abused the shit out of that otherwise. Mm. Uh, any units that do so count as charging for all rules purposes. So when I saw that, before I realised it was only other units from this detachment, I was immediately putting Skyhammers together straight away to get my, you know, get my charges off at the bottom of your turn one. Um... But no, it's not allowed. Um, it's only other units uh, from this detachment. Uh, so the command benefits are as stated. It's the same as, as what you'd expect. One core, one auxiliary plus <clears throat> to 5 commands. Um, they have formations for each of the 
best known wolf companies, uh, which we'll get through in a minute. Uh, and they have a new great pack, um, which consists of basically a load of crap, to be honest with you. Um, a load of, yeah, a load of crap. One wolf lord or wolf guard battle leader. Nought to one units chosen from the following list of Wolfguard, Wolfguard Terminators, or Thunderwolf Cavalry. Have a guess what you're going to pick out of that. <laughs> uh, one to three units chosen from Blood Claws, Sky Claws, or Swift Claws. Uh, you can take Lucas the Trickster if you want. Don't know why. Um, three to five units of Grey Hunters or Land Speeders. I don't understand why Land Speeders and Grey Hunters come under the same category, but they do. No, um, I don't know why either. Uh, one Maybe to two. Like units. having their heads over the top, you know. Grab wash, <laughs> you know, like tongues. you know, like yes, exactly, like dogs <laughs> hanging their head out the side of the, the car yeah. on the motorway, exactly. Uh, one to one to two units of long fangs, not to one units of wolf scouts, which are actually quite possibly the most redundant unit. Oh, they're completely worthless I've now. I've ever heard of in a Space Marine book. They are completely worthless now. They're so bad. But they don't get to do the come on from the board edge anymore. No, they have exactly the same stats as marine ones now. They don't. Yeah. You know. No benefits. And they're elites as well. So they don't yeah. even fucking score properly. Obzek. Um, they suck. Did they change the lone wolf so you can now have your chain fist and your storm shield again? Um, do you remember when they were the Vogue? No, you can't. Lone wolf. It's still the same. Still they still can't write rules then. Brilliant. <laughs> All your Super. beautiful conversions. Well, I won't go that far. <laughs> yeah, because my idea of a, uh, a Thunderhammer, sorry, a Storm Shield chain fist guy was literally a Terminator holding a rhino door with a couple of chainsaw blades hanging out of his fist. Oh, fuck's sake, Mike. It's good. It's good shit. No, you can't, can't do it. Scared. So. so bad. Ah. Because you'd take those, wouldn't you? You'd take, you'd take a unit of nine or ten of those, you know, single units, and just have them near a wolf and an unkillable unit and just pick no, them off all over the place. No, not looking like that, you wouldn't. Yeah, you would. No, maybe when Andy's modelled them, you would. <sighs> These look good. Making your bits box look excellent. I just want to see chain fists made out of Necron legs. <laughs> I kind of did too, actually. Mike's the only person I know who had his army run over and it looked better. <laughs> <laughs> that's mean. That's oh, very mean. That's very mean. My army looks very good. Okay. <sighs> uh, let's go through some of the auxiliary choices. So we might as well just go through the actual formations, um, which are obviously formed together like Voltron or a Gestalt entity. Uh, to form the Wolf Claw Strike Force. Um, so let's go through some of these. Uh, some we might skip over because, to be honest with you, they're shit. Uh, others we will linger on for maybe a minute and a half because they're passable. Um, the Fire Howlers is the uh, company of... Is it Blood Bloodhowl? What's his name? Where are we? Sven Bloodhowl. Look at that fluff. We're a fluffy podcast. I know the names and everything. <laughs> Nerd. So this is like the assaulty one. Um, it's one wolf lord or battle leader. Uh, one unit of wolf guard. Two to four units of sky claws or swift claws. Two to four units of grey hunters or land speeders. Nought um, to one long fangs. Nought to one wolf scouts. Nought to two lone wolves. The restrictions are this formation's wolf lord or battle leader and wolf guard must be equipped with jump backs or ride bikes. 
Special rules, blood clothing charge. Enemy units attempting to fire Overwatch at a charging fire howler's unit must first pass the leadership test. Oh, no. <laughs> In addition, units from the formation cause fear on the turn they charge. Oh. Uh, any enemy units with the and they know sh oh, the, and they shall know no fear or fearless special rule are immune to the effects of blood curdling charge because oh. why would you have a rule that was useful? Um, all fire howlers can reroll failed charge rolls eager for combat uh, and rising fury if you roll a ten or more when determining the charge distance of a fire howler's unit all models in that unit have the furious charge special rule that turn which completely like. I think you can get Furious Charge about five times um, in this book on top of itself. It's a shame it doesn't stack. Which is nice, isn't it? Yeah. Really Furious Charge. Absolutely incandescent rage charge. Uh, the Yeah, so that's that formation. You're never going to see it outside of Throne of Skulls tournaments, basically. Um, the Iron Wolves are the next one. Uh, of course... The Iron Wolf's company, Eggle Iron Wolf. He's the guy that likes loads of tanks. Uh, but he can't take tanks in this formation, which is which weird. Is um, so that's one Wolf Lord. 0-1 units of Wolf Guard or Wolf Guard Terminators. 2-3 units of Blood Claws. 2-4 units of Grey Hunters or Land Speeders. Again, I don't see why they're bunked together, but they are. 1-2 units of Long Fangs. 0-1 units of Wolf Scouts. 0-2 Lone Wolves. Uh, the restrictions are you must include enough dedicated transports with sufficient transport capacity to carry all non-vehicle mo models from this formation. So basically everyone has to be able to get inside something. Uh, armored Onslaught. <laughs> As all, it were. Yes, Ua Matron. Uh, all Iron Wolves vehicles can move an additional six inches when moving flat out. In addition, when taking morale checks caused by tank shock from an Iron Wolves vehicle... Enemy units suffer a minus two penalty to their leadership characteristic, which isn't shit. It's, a, it's, a... it's, no, it's no, not that bad. Good. That it is isn't bad. Good. I mean, like, it just needs to have happened about in 5th edition, doesn't it? Really? Yeah, exactly, when it was relevant. Uh, if um... you combine that with something in the Demon book, you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or yeah. something like the Dark Eldar book or something like that. Uh, Iron Wolves can disembark from their transports even if the vehicle has moved up to 12 inches in the movement phase. That's interesting. Um, the rule's called Mobile Assault, but you can't... Assault? No. I mean, I suppose if you stick everybody in Land Raiders, you can move 12 inches, jump out, and then charge people. Well, they used to play. Yeah. Sounds yeah. meta-breaking. Yeah. Super meta-breaking. Um, you can get... You can pile in those blood claws into <laughs> Land yeah. Raiders. Pile them in. It's all great. Um, uh, the overwhelming over... firepower is all right yeah. as well. But, I mean, you're still buying rhinos, aren't you? That's basically all weapons and war gear options um, <coughs> are free much. for your transports. So, yeah. so um, if you like hunter killer missiles and extra storm bolters and... Uh, extra fuck, armor. Extra armor. You can slap on their searchlights. Door, <laughs> yeah. Take it all. Dozer blades, you know, so, I mean, it's... Yeah. it's Go it's past all. the stripes. Don't be Get silly, on, Adam. Man. There Get was talk about the... Um, the Forge World relics being able to put on these, but I mean, that's Forge World, and it's a shit argument anyway. So no, you can't do that. Yeah. Do they? Do those relics count as war gear? No. No. So I think I think in a argument. in a genius stroke from GW, they're called Gears of War or something. <laughs> so totally different. So different. Ever so yeah. different. Um, no, I think they're like they're relics of glory or whatever it is. So yeah. It does. It doesn't count for this. 
So um, whoever you are, shout out. Let's move on but to yeah, the they're one. not they're not bad. Iron Wolves aren't bad. Someone will do something good with them. And, I mean, um, I can I can see someone running land raiders for the blood claws with like Wolfen popping up next to them so that they get. You see, if they were obsec, distance. if they were obsec as well, you'd oh see yeah, it. I keep forgetting that they don't have that. Obsec they, land raiders would be wonderful. Please, yeah. obsec millions of rhinos that can move quite fast. Yeah. They'll be fine, you know. But no, but no, you don't get that. No obsec. I don't think there's obsec anywhere in this book, as far as I'm aware. No. Um, well, no, you you do. You get two units of blood claws. That's where you'll see it. Oh, you mean like in a CAD or something? <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. So not in so, this book, you mean? Something, something outrageous like a CAD. Yeah. Crazy. Those? Crazy motherfuckers. Allies. So, <laughs> yeah, wolf scouts. Oh no, Dark Age wolf scouts. Um, uh, so yeah, so we go to the Drake Slayers. The Drake Slayers, Mr. Trom Dragon... Uh, Trom Dragon Gaze, good God. Crom Dragon Gaze. Um, made famous from the previous campaign. Um, he now has his own... Formation, uh, which is <gasps> deep breath, uh, Wolf Lord Crom or Wolfguard Battle Leader. Once two units chosen from Wolfguard or Wolfguard Terminators. Two to three units of Blood Claws. Two to four units of Grey Hunters or Land Speeders. One to two units of Long Fangs. Not to one unit of Wolf Scouts. Not to two Lone Wolves with no restrictions. Special rules: the entire formation has Monster Hunter and Stubborn. Uh, Furious Determination. Whilst Wolflord Crom is on the battlefield, all Drake Slayer models have the Furious Charge special rule once again. Um, and then Glory, Glory Seekers, Seekers. <laughs> which is basically uh, preferred enemy characters. So old um, Champions of Fenris uh, yeah, exactly so. character do basically. Mm. So um, I'm sure you could do something reasonable with this if you were only after, you know, killing Wraith Knights or something. And you wouldn't totally suck at it, but um, I can't see anything in here that would kill Wraith Knights. You probably suck it. You yeah. probably suck. It. See what they need. I know this is a bit off topic, but what they needed to do was in that Decurion is have like a old man division where you got like three units of long fangs with relentless when they come in with a drop pod or something, something mm. like that. Get the long fangs back out there. I miss them. They were great. Oh, they were so good. You, you'd have seen them then. Yeah. But no, especially with the points drops as well on the las cannons. I mean, it, it meant yeah. people couldn't use their old missile launcher models anymore. They'd still have to put together something with las cannons on them, and would see them out there. Monster hunting las cannons against wraith knights would be fun. Very fluffy. It would be fun. <sighs> have a bit of shooting then, which is what this codex desperately needs—a bit of shooting. Mm. Oh, oh well. On to the next one: the Death Wolves from Harold Deathwolf, another uh, new model that came out in the last book. Um, the formation includes Harold Deathwolf or a Wolfguard battle leader. Nought to one Canis Wolfborn. That would be Nought Canis Wolfborn. Uh, it's one unit of Thunderwolf cavalry. So there you go, you get something useful. Uh, two to three units chosen in any combination from Blood Claws, Sky Claws, or Swift Claws. Two to four units of Grey Hunters and Land Speeders. One or two units of Long Fangs. One unit of Wolf Scouts. Boo. Nought uh, to two Lone Wolves. Uh, and nought to one units of Fenrisian Wolves. The special rules are as follows. The entire formation has outflank. Which is nice. Um, especially with the Q sentences. They just arrive in time to be table turn one. Yeah. Mm. Uh, peerless Hunters. 
When making reserve rolls, make a single roll for all outflanking Death Walls units, which you can choose to re-roll. On a successful reserve roll, all of the outflanking Death Walls units arrive from reserve. Hmm. In addition, outflanking Death Walls units have the stealth special rule on the turn they arrive from reserve. So there's an attempt to at least make them a bit more reliable in turning up, uh, and uh, a bit more survivable when they turn up as well, which they definitely need. Uh, and then the last one is run to ground. We're making sweeping advance rolls for a Death Wars unit. Roll two dice and pick the highest. Um, Didn't even need to be written, did it? Because it's just so pointless. So, yeah, I mean, that doesn't really make running Thunderwolves any better. You've got to take a Wolf Scout unit as tax and a Long Fang unit as tax. And, yeah, just tax, basically. There's tax there. And yeah. the rules are not enough, really, to warrant it, I don't think. Nope. I'm going to go on to my favourite company now. Oh, yours too? Yes, my favourite yeah. in the book. Um, the legendary Ragnar Blackmane. Still hasn't got a new model. Still hasn't got a new model. He's still got a head that's way too big for his body. That sounds like me when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> He's still waiting to grow into that head. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We did get a new Auric model. What do you think of the new Auric model? I think it looks shit. I think it looks really static and old, like the old two second edition sort of poses. Like I like just... him, but I preferred the wolf. I preferred the, the old skull head. Actually having the helmet on. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what though? The, you see the artwork that's on the other book, the um, the fluff book that I know has probably never been touched by you. Um, How dare you! <laughs> but there's a picture of uh, there's a picture of Ulrich on the front of that, and he looks pretty badass in that artwork, and it's effectively the same as the model. So I just think it was not the greatest execution. Um, he just looks like a statue. He's so two D. It looks like an it really looks like an old nineties model in terms of the. The pose for me. That's that's my only problem with it. Yeah. But anyway, let's you, get back you, you, to you continue not seeing Ulrich. Yeah. On on many tabletops. Yeah. I bought one though because I've got more money than cents. Yeah. Oh nice. If you want to throw it somewhere this way, you'd be uh, <coughs> more than welcome. Maybe you can buy me an Ulrich model and I can judge it from afar. Maybe. Don't hold your breath. Okay. The Black Mains formation. Um, so I want to go through what's in it first. So it's Ragnar or a Wolfguard battle leader. You must take one unit of Wolfguard or Wolfguard Terminators or Thunderwolf Cavalry. So at least you've got an option there, but you have to take one. You have to take three to five units chosen in any combination from Blood Claws, Sky Claws, or Swift Claws. You may Blood take claws. Lucas the Trickster. You don't want to do that. <laughs> but you may, should you be <laughs> insane. Uh, four to six units of Grey Hunters or Land Speeders. So that's quite a lot of them. One to two units of Long Fangs. So you're tied into a unit of Long Fangs, which is, I'm assuming is going to be a two-man unit. <laughs> yeah, as uh, cheap as possible. And one unit of the shitty, shit, shit Wolf Scouts. They love their Wolf Scouts, don't they? Yeah. They're in every single formation and you have to take them. No, you don't actually have to take them in some. some, some really? Get, yeah, and I think it was like the... F yeah, you don't have to take them in um, tr in Crom's one. You don't have to take them in the Iron Walls one, and you don't have to take them in the Fire Howlers one. So they knew what they were doing. They were definitely taxing the good ones. Um, <coughs> there's no restrictions. Let's get onto the special rules because this is where this uh, this detachment formation 
company, whatever the hell you want to call it, comes into its own. The Claws of Russ. Ooh. Any black mains unit that has the option to take the drop pod as a dedicated, dedicated transport may take one at no points cost. That's Which is nice. Though they must pay for any additional upgrades and options as normal. So if you want to take locator beacons or uh, Deathwind launchers and all that stuff, then you must pay for them. Uh, all drop pods in this formation arrive via D-Strike Reverb at the start of the controlling player's first turn. That is very big. 11 pods, bang. Thup, 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 thup. Objective bullets firing down onto the table, turn one. Um, drop pods in this formation do not count towards the number of models that arrive in the first turn as part of the drop pod assault special rule. Uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty big. But wait, there's more. Um, inspirational example. There's not really much more, to be honest. Yeah, there is a little bit more. Uh, whilst, there's some more lines of text. But whilst Ragnar Blackman is on the battlefield, he and all units of Blood Claws, Sky Claws and Swift Claws from this formation re-roll all failed to hit rolls in close combat, which is cool. There'll be, there'll be a lot of those, so that's good value for them. Yeah, exactly. You have to take three units of those, so that's good. And lots of missed attacks. Yeah, yeah uh, there definitely will be, because unfortunately now, they didn't get the scout everything's, buff. Everything's fucking invisible for a start. So. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Uh, and then finally, the joy of battle. Uh, Black Mains units that disembark from a drop pod have the fearless and feel no pain 6 plus special rules until the start of their next turn. Do you think that was a, um, a, a clerical error there? That should be a 4 plus feel no pain. <laughs> Because, I mean, 6 plus full of pain is just like a bit of a piss take, really, isn't it? It's more effort than it's worth, isn't it? Like, actually rolling it. <laughs> yeah. You feel, oh, look, this you, guy lives. You feel aggrieved. Oh, and, and now he's dead immediately after, because mm. you worked my squad four saves ago. So, yeah, uh, what well, do you think of this? How, how are you looking at it? Um, I think we ended up doing pretty much the same thing, mate, which was getting as many uh, Wolfguard Terminator armor dudes with combis and power axes as possible to lead some drop pod dudes. Doop, 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 dropping them all yeah. down. Um, I was actually spamming out bare bones units um, in an attempt to stick other stuff in there as well. Were you were you trying to do the room priest thing? No, 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 no. I no. Think, what was I looking to do in the end? I for some reason I was trying to force using um, wolfguns to make them better. Scouts, fuck off, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Uh, I was trying to spam them in so I could use um, a Wolfen as well. Yeah. Because I thought, obviously, with the 12-inch range on that Curse of the Wolfen on the, for the Blood Claws, um, you're basically looking... So Blood Claws are 60 points a unit. They are, for all intents and purposes, as good as tactical marines and better in combat, effectively, because they've got more attacks. Mm. Um, Which we all know in the meta these days. Yeah, but they're not obsec. But so for, so for 60, 65 points with a flamer, you get a free drop pod. It comes down. They just sit there, and if you can buff them up, they're they're just better than they would be. You're getting free bonuses pretty much. If if they were obsec, you'd see them. Yeah. yeah. But that it, was it, that it was just, my just thinking needs, anyway. It just needs those obsec. That's the thing. It just needs that obsec. Yeah, I it's, mean, it's basically. You could fight. Well, you you will see lists that resolve around um, people getting tabled in the first turn with that many drop pods. You, problem is you can't really get much shooting to bear even with all these units. Yes, so that's the issue. So the blood claws are not going to do jack shit. They turn the come down because mm. um, they couldn't hit a cow's ass with a banjo. 
Uh, that's why you give them a flamer, just the one flamer. Um, if that. If, if that. I like I like <laughs> the flamer. It's it's nice anyway. Um, the wolf guard are going to come down and plasma something into fucking out of existence, and that's one. So that's one unit that's going to do something. The grey hunters are going to gun down, and again they're probably plasma in or melter in something. Um, what else have we got here? We well, got the, the long fangs. You can technically get two melter guns or plasma guns in that with the ancient and a wolf guard battle leader. Yeah, that's right. So what you can do is you take the, the unit of two. 30 points. The Ancient can take a special weapon, which is going to be a melter gun. Mm. Um, the other guy can get upgraded. So it's kind of an expensive way of doing it, but you can upgrade any um, guy in the unit to be a Wolfguard pack leader for, is it 10 points? Something like that. It's, 10 it's, points. It's like 5 points difference, isn't it? Yeah, so you've got to be yeah. 10 points, and then he can take a combi weapon. So you're basically paying 20 points to get one melter gun shot, which is questionable or you could pay i think it's if you pay 25 he's in terminator armor and gets a combi weapon so yeah, yeah. you probably do that yeah. can space force take grab weapon no no we've got ice weaponry which is which we um, can't take anyway because there's no fucking yeah. hellfrost guns no which is frustrating and long fangs can't take hellfrost cannons either so. but yeah what um what i was trying to do with this one alex was mm. take the um take the rune priest sort of five rune priest formation in that um yes in the Tempest Dude, because obviously there's nothing to stop you splitting up that unit and going into the drop pods. Nothing at all. Um, right. And you're taking minimum, there's no reason not to take minimum size exa- units. So you've got exactly. And also you don't even need to take that stupid idiot Ragnar Blackman with this crap rules. You can just take a Wolfgar back. He's really expensive as well. I, I really wanted to make him work because I just thought the idea of shitloads of lunatic, wolfund up, furious charging, reroll to hit, blood claws would be pretty cool. He is um, cool, but he's just... He's but he's just, 195 oh. points. He's 195 yeah. points. He's got a three-up save. He's got a normal weapon that's not even... He's, he has, His sword isn't even as good as Samael's sword. <laughs> that's it's even worse thing, than Samael's sword. I mean, that's basically... Ragnar Blackmane <laughs> is almost the same points as a Wraith Knight. It's like 250, isn't it? Yeah. 295. Uh, 282, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So for another 100 points, you'd get a Wraith Knight. Yeah, he'd take, he'll take a Wraith Knight on. Definitely, hundred yeah? percent. Yeah. What with, what with the fact that he's made of metal? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he just throw himself yeah. at the plastic model. You can't stop me. You hurt your foot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You definitely. St- I've, I have definitely stood on Ragnar Blackmane at some point in my twenty years in the hobby. It mm. fucking hurt. So That's can... probably where the best place for him actually is under heel somewhere. <laughs> to be honest. But yeah. yeah. So going back to what I was thinking of this, and then having um, maybe a unit or two of Wolf and. Yes, in, another, yeah, in, yeah. in drop pods. Yeah. Um, so you'd have to find another drop pod from somewhere else, basically. So yeah, that's the problem. So you two units coming down um, in the first turn, along with these guys. And then, depending on what you're facing, you can just whack a load of uh, Rune Priesthood there. They'll they'll go on to the Sanctic Power um, and try to get, obviously, Sanctuary. So the uh, issue I like found... And is... then you get the fu- then you get the rune priest thing, which is which oh I've... yeah, we'll go back, we'll go into that because that's that's yeah. that's that's good fun as well. It's a nice addition, um, but yeah, for me, it's just a there's just a little bit too much tax for it to be efficient as it to to work. Yeah, because really you want it to be you want it to be drop pod heavy, but the yes. land speeders are cheaper. Yeah, <laughs> so and um, the grey hunters are just yeah. they're not obsec, so they just become you know grey hunters aren't what they used to be either. Um, like they're very human now. Um, mm. They used to be fantastic. I loved dropping down nine grey hunters with a terminator in with the banner and just 
She's just being fucking annoying and better than everyone else's troops. Yeah, out shooting them. Yeah, and then, then just kicking out, their out fighting fucking them. teeth in in combat. <laughs> it was brilliant. Oh, glory days. <sighs> but not, but no. And you have to take the fucking Wolf Scouts, which is 70 points of jack shit. Mm. Of not even young space brawls. Mm. You know, just like old loners. That have not learned anything apart from how to creep like, around like yeah. fucking perverts sounds, and bushes. Sounds like a bunch of Adams or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but of the ones, to be honest with you, after after saying all that, of the formations, it's probably my favourite. Um, yeah, definitely. Here. Um, I'm sure someone will find a way to uh, to squeeze some sort of efficiency out of this, um, but I'm finding it quite difficult. All the cool stuff that I want to do with it. Like add Wolfen or stick in a sky hammer to like give you a horrific turn one threat and just overpower people with 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 um with targets. Mm. It's it's just too expensive. Yeah, it's not so good, is it? Especially if you want to stick Ragnar Ragnar in there, like he's not efficient in any way. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I I think your way of it is to, of just keeping everything cheap and cheerful. Firing bullets down, turn one. Um, uh, it's, how you say it's probably it. the best way. Power, power axes and force weapons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and wolf and buffs. Who knows? Yeah, um, that's what I like. And as I said to you, you know, the five, if you can sla slam in five units of, of blood claws for three hundred points, they all get free transports, and hopefully they're all getting buffed up somehow by some wolf and somewhere on yeah. the table. They actually become pretty nasty, given that they cost jack shit. Um, I think they're definitely better than scouts. But again, they don't have obsec either, so... Uh, yeah. Should we move on to the Let's weird move Storm on. Brotherhood? Let's move on. So the Champions of Fenris is is Logan's company. Uh, it replaces the one we, that's in the book. Are we, are we we're not going to go through it. With no, we're not <laughs> no, going to go through no it. There's no point. It's got a bullshit version of the High King as well in yeah, there, which is just offensive to me. Um, and then you've got the the great pack, which again we went through that at the start. Has it got any things in there? Nope. Some weird thing about outflanking. Oh yeah, it's large. It's largely shit. Yeah, it's largely shit. Uh, oh, and you can you can re-roll the result when rolling on the warlord tables in Codex Space Rules, of course. I think there are probably four more things that are worthwhile that people will actually see, which are probably yeah. worthwhile. And then we can get to the demon stuff. And then we can get to the demon stuff, which is yeah. very worthwhile. Um, which is uh, the Weirdstorm Brotherhood. Absolutely. Which is uh, two to five rune priests. Um, it's quite like the Conclave, except that it's shit. Um, you, can ha you can harness Tempestus powers on a free plus, and that just... That, is that, that it? That literally tastes like Only shit in my mouth. Saying those words, <laughs> it it's not actually shit. It's just when you compare it to the actual marine. Oh fight. no no no! It's shit. Have you seen the space ball powers? <laughs> have you seen them? They the, are the, they are they the, are a big joke. Have Adam? Be honest. In the is last... it the living lightning where you fire shitloads of shots? That is the, that's a, that's that is the only thing. good thing. But let's yes, so Adam. Good. Be honest. No, have it's not you, good. In the last two years ever seen anyone cast a tempestus power in yeah. the you have yeah what was it you lying bastard what was it jaws against necrons jaws it's true that is the only useful thing you get someone cast that power becomes current awesome. jaws <laughs> yeah even current jaws is good against like um i don't know a lord or something mm. it's all right but it's also pretty shit 
yeah, you can get shrouding, which is nice. I mean, you you'll roll on it now on this table, but yeah. I mean, it, they, they, you know, Gecky and Frecky, great. Um, yeah. You got Thunderclap, which is like you know, <laughs> it's called Thunderclap for fuck's sake. You know, it's like you're not going to kill many people with a round of applause. Right? Let's be honest. Um, but yeah, the the big one here is maybe um, the clap. <laughs> yeah, the sexual clap. Um, the living storm, which is the warp charge, free power, um, and you get to add. I think it's a one d six to um, the living lightning uh, thing, basically, uh, mm. for every priest you've got. So you can have like sixty six strength seven um, hits from one guy in the formation. It doesn't have to be the same guy. So coming in drop pod is good. That is really good. Yeah, but also you've got the Helm of Durfast as well, which means you can re-roll to hit and you ignore cover. So oh, you have six, 66 stroke 7 lightning attacks, AP zip, re-rolling to hit, ignore cover, and any sixes you roll count as old Tesla. So you get a lot of hits. So, so this is pretty it's, decent. Yeah, it's, it's probably the standout thing for me. Apart, aside from the Wolfen, it is good. It is very good. You was just saying and, you wanted more shooting. And are. yeah, it is. It is this is the one? You know, literally, you don't have to have millions and billions of levels. I mean, you can just have a bog standard rune priest at sixty points, and you can have five of them. They've all got power weapons or power axes. Mm-hmm. All level one. You know, so you've got some good deny dice. They all dispel on a four plus um, against targeted powers, obviously. And you get this funky lightning. And you can just split them up. They don't have to be all together. Um, yeah. So this is a good one, but if only if only well if only you had decent powers that you could roll on for the space of one, which you, you are some, but still there's nothing really good. There's nothing to keep you alive. You probably just go for sanctuary or exactly. something. Exactly, like it'd that. be nice. I was just or say, no pain. Nice if you could cast fucking sanctuary on a three plus or, or, or anything on a three plus. That would that yeah. would be good, you know. But no, we get fucking we we get to unleash the hounds basically <laughs> in, the, in the psychic shooting phase. Or some crazy we're skipping, we're skipping Ancients of the Fang as well, I'm assuming. Um, yep, that's a bit shit because you can't have any drop pods and dreadnoughts. No, they have to walk so across the table in, in a gang. You'd see it if you're allowed drop pods for the dreadnoughts, but you can't, so bollocks. Um, Heralds of the Great Wolf is another good one. Aside from one problem with the Heralds of the Great Wolf, basically this is a formation of one wolf priest, a rune priest, and an iron priest. And their rules are um, Brotherhood of Priests... Um, each dude basically gets to add a special rule to the unit because they actually lose the ICs, which is one of the major problems of it. Um, the Wolf Priest adds, it will not die. The Rune Priest uh, basically minuses one ballistic skill from any unit targeting the unit. And the Iron Priest uh, allows you to ignore the first failed saving throw made by the Herald of the Great Wolf, more made by a Herald of the Great Wolf each phase. So that's not a reroll, that's ignore the first failed saving throw if you got deed out with a six technically you're not allowed to make a saving throw are you no so that wouldn't count no <clears throat> but technically you could ignore it so maybe you're jinking for a free up save if you're on a bike somehow you got shrouding off or whatever uh, you failed your save you would have been automatically dead but nope you can just ignore it which is quite good however the problems are these guys lose the IC as I said before, so they no longer look out there on a 2+, they just do it on a 4+, and you can't add them to any other units either. So these, this, if say if you were going to do a conclave route, you couldn't actually um, add these guys to another unit of, say, Black Knights. The conclave no. would have to join these guys. 
um, which is survivable ish, but it would be much better if they could do it on a um, on a two plus rather than a four plus. Because um, what is the ones that they do? Yeah, so basically, um, they get to ignore one fail saving throw each time. So if you give them all runic armor, which you can do, um, then you've basically got three two plus rerollables. And yeah, a couple yeah. of lookout says. It's only one model, isn't it? Ah, but is it Adam? No, I mean, you only ignore the first one. It doesn't no, matter which each. model. For each. So you can at least get two. At least get two. Ignore the first failed saving throw made by a Herald of the Great Wolf each of yeah. us. So it's not all three. It's yeah, just it's, only, it's one. only one, I think. I see what you're saying, yeah. Adam. But a... Yeah, so pick which one. That, that's your first failed saving throw. Ignore it. It's true. It's true. No, I, I'd probably read it the other way. Yeah, but you're an idiot. <laughs> well, that's true. I can't. I can't argue that point. Um, but that's not the only. That's not the only good thing about it. So, uh, bar the fact that the I, they lose ICs, which kind of makes it a bit shit for me. Um, they get a quite a cool little uh, sage council rule, uh, which means they re, they can reroll the dice when determining mm-hmm. who deploys first, which is good. You know, that means quite a lot for the ETC kind of pack, which is obviously what we mostly adapt in the UK. And adds plus one to the dice roll when attempting to seize the initiative. So if you've got Asriel and you've got this, then you're seizing on a four plus. Nice. Which is quite nice. Really? And then you're adding Cotiers. And then you add Cotiers and you're never going fucking... Well, you get to go whenever you like, don't you really? Shame you've got so, no points left to do anything with. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you can only get some, I don't know, fucking flamers on blood claws for fuck's sake. Um... Uh, what was the other one that I thought was quite good? I think the other one is um, uh, the ones we were talking about at the beginning, the one that came in the box set. Okay, so they're not actually in the book. Uh, no. Do you not care uh, for the Wolfkin anymore? Do you hate them? The, the Wolfkin? Hmm. Well, they're all right, I suppose. Hmm. Um, the other formations that I quite like, um, I'm not sure where this one came from, but it's the Strike Force Dagger Fist. Yeah, that was um, that's like the Space Wolves equivalent of the Skyhammer. It's an online-only special bundle that no one can actually buy because it's sold out in twenty minutes. Which meant it's they amazing. Had two it's of them. amazing. Do you know, Alex, if you can actually buy the? Well, do you have the rules there in front of you for the Dagger Fist? Yeah, um, I should have. Bear with me two seconds. I've, I've got them here somewhere. I'm not sure which chat I've left them in. Um, where are you? Here we go. Yes, I do. Um, yeah, so you've got, like, terminated. Well, why don't you say what's in it first? Uh, so it's a formation which includes Murder Fang. So, unfortunately, yes. Oh, yeah. One unit of Wolfen. Okay. Uh, one we'll unit of Wolf Guard. Three units of Wolf Guard Terminators. And one Storm Fang gunship. That's what it uh, forms mm. off, and there's no restrictions. No restri- well, no scouts either, which is good. Yeah, no Wolf Scouts, no Long Fangs. So uh, aside from the fact that you have to have a flyer, which isn't bad, I suppose, considering mm-hmm. the rules that are coming out, um, and the fact that you have to have murder fang, which is like I don't know mm-hmm. why, but I mean he could work out pod and ignore him. For a bit. Yeah, that's the one rule I want to know, Alex. If you reckon that you can have the wolf guard terminators in drop pods, yeah, why would you not? I don't know. It doesn't say anything on the on the thing. Yes, 
It's just a unit, and the unit can, can have dedicated upgrades, mm. so dedicated so, transport. So, yeah, I don't see why not. So, in that case, because the rules are... Um, well, Actually, King... let me just check the book just to make sure, because I'm pretty sure they can take drop pods. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. That's well, the only way it would work, really. Is the King's Guard rule, which allows all your Wolf Guard dudes to have uh, plus one weapon skill, so like the old Champions of Fenris. Mm-hmm. Um, the Wolf and Kin um, add one to the attacks of any Strike Force Dagger Fist model whose unit is within six of the formation's unit of Wolfen. So, another little bonus for the Wolfen table. Uh, Oath of Protection, which is the one that makes it kind of game breaking. Um, so enemy units can only target the strike force daggerfist units of Wolfen if they are the closest target from the, from this formation to the that definitely attack. helps them get into combat. Right, that definitely does because if you use that as a base unit for like your ICs, for example, and you um, okay, objective put it all of your your problem. terminators problem with problem what problem. problem. What? What? Wolfguard Terminators may only select Stormwolf, Land Raider, Land Raider Crusader, blah, 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 as a dedicated track. They can't take... As They're not allowed drop pods? No. Oh, you're kidding. <sighs> I that was that. The, that was the fun thing. Yeah. I know exactly what you're going yeah. for there as well. Like, you, you just drop a drop pod in and you go, you can't shoot my wolf and your bolters because the drop pod's closer. Yeah. <laughs> but they can't have it. Oh, I didn't know They that. can't take it as a dedicated... However, obviously, I'm sure you're going to play this with something else. So you could take a Champions of Fenris formation if you wanted mm. uh, and... Use uh, use the three fast attack slots, and pay ten points for servitors for the benefit of doing that. So yeah, you could do. But I mean, either way, so yes, it still stands up. The, the principle stands you've up. You've got the you've got the Terminator dudes who can hide, you know, quite well and just be closer than the wolf. And you know, what's better than invisibility? Well, you're not allowed to shoot me. <laughs> yes. uh, it's I even think better. You got that wrong. You saying I can't shoot the other units? No, you can't shoot the wolfen. You're not allowed to target the Wolfen unit if there's other units from this formation closer than you. Yeah. So until yeah. you've wiped out the Terminators that are going to be dropping in your face, the Wolf Guard that's going to be dropping in your face, <laughs> Murder Fang, who you're definitely going to be throwing at you, um, yeah. you, you can only shoot the Wolfen then, which is and, good. And the Storm, the Storm Fang as well, you know. If, you, and if the you're Wolfen, uh, like turn two, turn three, you, you, your Wolfen are close, then you can just turbo well, that Storm Fang. You don't give a shit about it. Yeah, and it's pretty. pretty it's pretty big, pretty long. You know, you, it, you'll be able to. Uh, it allows you to build that that nasty sort of wolf and death star thing we were talking about at the start, and actually get that one turn of movement when you haven't got an entire tower army blasting you off the table. Yeah. Um, so I, the, I quite the thing like is, that. I don't think you can hide the troops because then you can't actually target them. Yeah, that so that'd be the only thing. You need to yeah. have some guy visible to someone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if the other stuff's closer anyway, you're probably going to want to shoot that anyway. But if you've got Terminators in front of you, you're probably going to want to kill them. You're only taking three of them, though, aren't you, in a unit? You're taking three Terminators to keep it cheap and cheerful, use up as much of the shooting as possible, and then spunking all your points on a nasty Wolf and Death Star that's going to trample the shit out of anything it touches. Mm. That's generally what you're going to be going for, I'm assuming, Mike. Yeah, most probably. I mean, all yeah, you but... need to do... If you're if you're reliant on power, say Adam, say um, you want your Wolfen to be the base of a massive star, yeah, then um, obviously you have points for this because you've got a lot of tax there to do it. Mm. But you can basically buy yourself first turn of not being hit by mass shooting by. And they only need they only need half one an inch turn. Back. They only need the one turn. <laughs> yep. 
So, I mean, it's useful. I like that because it's useful and it's got some shenanigans in there, which is quite nice. I quite mm -hmm. like shenanigans because that's a dying thing for Space Wolves, apparently. Mm. Um, the other thing that I quite liked um, was the the Death Wolf Spare uh, Death, Death Pack. pack. Yep. The, the, you know, basically, you can run and you can still charge, but without the Wolfen benefit. So, you don't need the Wolfen parts, basically. And that's for any unit in there. So, if you take, as far as I'm aware, um, if you take the Wolf Lord and stick him him in a separate unit, he then confers that as well, does he not? Um, no, because he would be a unit, so it would only be the you'd have to join your guys to the unit of um, of Thunder Wolf Cavalry. Okay, all right. Because it's all done on a unit by unit basis. Unit so um, we should probably clarify that if you've got your your old Wolf Star was based around a Dark Angel uh, Black Knight squad. Yeah. Well, the the Wolfen wouldn't benefit any of that because the base unit is Dark Angel squad. Yeah. So you to, to gain the benefits of any Wolfen shenanigans, you'd have to have a base unit of Space Wolves. And obviously, that wouldn't work for the Fen regions either because they're not affected by the the rules yep. and nor the Wolfen themselves. So mm -hmm. it, you probably will see a lot more Thunderwolf cavalry dudes. Maybe you know units of those to join up with. But the unit doesn't, does it? Does he? Does he confer? No. Are you sure it's not them or the or the unit? Mm. I can't even get it in front of me, so I need to read it. I don't know what it is. I'll, I'll take your word for it, though. No, I don't think I don't think it goes that way, mate. I was just trying to stretch as much of it as possible. I want to get two units in. <laughs> let me get two in. Go on, let me just squeeze them in. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I think it's also one of them difficult ones because we're going off the ATC. Hmm. But say you're going to a tournament somewhere, you really need to check how they rule it because oh, it is one of them Adam. really confusing things. Because I could see some places playing where every everybody loses the rule because uh, it, it it is so confusing what rules confer. What oh yeah, they actually. Is it a mixed unit? Does that mean everybody loses it? It, it, it doesn't it, because it's um, it's all about the squad base level. You know? No, but I, I, I definitely get what Adam's saying because yeah, there yeah. are F rulings. Fluff-wise, fluff it's, um, it's... There are way. there are definitely rulings. Like I know there's ITC rulings in which it, it doesn't confer to the, I, the IC. Therefore, the unit can't do it anymore because the unit has to be able to do it. So what Adam's saying is correct um, in mm. that you should definitely check it up because you might be playing somewhere that doesn't play 40k, basically. Um, it's playing their own version of it. Um, so check it before you turn up with all your... And that, that should be the case with any... If you've, if you've got something that you think is super clever, um, just check the mechanics of your super clever thing before you try and <laughs> yeah. spring it on someone because yeah. it might not work in the, in the, in the tournament rule pack FAQ and errata that you're uh, that you're using at the time so it's always worth checking the mechanics but that pretty much wraps up the uh, the space wall section um, it certainly does it certainly makes them a bit better but not anything well, that I'd be like ooh yeah, goodness a bit better but they, they, they I think they um, they got the shitty end of the stick compared to a lot <laughs> of the other stuff well again if you look at it this is a new codex it's not a great new codex, is it? Not really. No, it doesn't really address a lot of the problems that they had. I mean, look at Tau and their overwhelming firepower, which means they can, like, you know, shoot in the, you know, support fire. Well, we get a version of that where it's combat. <laughs> well, it makes sense. To be, to be honest with you, I see what they're doing. They're, they're it, makes, to... it makes sense, but there's no, like, you know, 
there's, there's... What they're doing is they're amplifying the strengths rather than mm. addressing the, 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 the shortcomings. So you still have like really lopsided matchups. Like if you couldn't, if you, if you can't out assault anything in the first place, like it's not really helping them that much. It's no. making them hit harder, a bit more reliably. But like you it's, said, man, there's such it, a dearth of shooting. Um, and they, they did the same shit. thing with the tower. The and, coordinated firepower just makes them shoot yeah, even more. Yeah, I mean, you, it would just work against you as well. If like, if there's a... Um, I know you didn't have to do it, but you probably will be trying to do it because you'd have a little something in each squad. But if a Wraith Knight came in and charged a unit and you counter-charged with all your other units and tried to get the Wraith Knight off and then you just get everyone stomped to death. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, just, it's just too dangerous. Yeah. If, yeah. if they had... If everyone had hit and run as well, maybe. Hmm. But they don't, and that's just wish distance. So, um, bring back the wolf banner um, will be the next port of call, and uh, give us old jaws back, and we'd be talking. We'd love it. Not to worry, but yeah, there's some there's some cool stuff in there to play. It definitely works at certain power levels. I I don't know if it's gonna be able to stand next to uh, Eldar and Tau, and of course demons, which we're gonna get onto uh, in the next Ooh. segment. Yeah. With psychic support, you'll be fine. It's good. Ah, so we get into the next section of the book, um, and this is where Adam can say more than three words. This is the Chaos Demons. Awesome. I've been looking forward to this. <laughs> wow. Is that Fucking more than three? Ver- verbal diarrhea, Adam. Have Jesus. I said enough? <laughs> he didn't even need more than three words. Just the one. Um, so they get very much similar to what the... Uh, Space Wolves got, um, in that they get their own Decurion style formation. Fuck loads of new war gear, new psychic powers. You've rolled in all the units which came out in the Demon King book as well. Um, what else is in there? Exalted Flamers, Bellacores in here, and a bunch of new detachments. Um, and we have got a very happy, very happy Adam Ryland talk us through it uh, so where shall we start uh, probably the beginning okie dokie um, so as you mentioned when we were going through the Space War stuff uh, any of the entries in here that are um, repeats they replace or supplement or update the rules in your codex they're relevant um the Bloodthirster army list entry in Codex Chaos Demons is replaced by the three different styles of Bloodthirster that are found in the Corn Demon Kin book. Um, and they've added uh, data sheets for the Exalted Flamer and Bellacore. Um, so it's basically just rolling everything into one. Because Games Workshop don't like doing new things, they like selling you the same thing repeatedly. Now, actually, actually they. They're not selling you these things because the uh, Space Wolf book yeah. they've done a Wolfen Codex with all this stuff in. Uh, Demons, all they got was the expensive special edition, <laughs> and you can't actually go and buy the rules now. Yeah, we'll buy this, this because this is a bit shit. You've got a ton of this stuff in there. It's basically all for you. Yeah, put, come on, put it come in on. a codex for me. I think there. I swear, isn't there one? I swear there was an edition where it's just this, but it's a it's no. a book version, not a digital one. It, it was the lot like, really expensive limited edition. Ah, okay. All right. Well, let's go through your Decurion, the demonic incursion. 
which sounds well, wonderful. One thing I say before that, right. uh, because this supersedes what you just basically the demon codex, hmm. they've changed the powers, yeah, and added more powers. Yes. Well, I think if I'm right, the restriction on rolling for your powers has gone now, because them are replaced in the new in the old book, and there's no restriction on the new ones, because you you couldn't roll all your powers. You can only roll up to half before. Okay. So it makes sense because there's six powers now or seven powers. So I believe the restriction's gone and that's superseded. So if you want, you can roll all of your powers from the disciplines of whatever chaos power it is in here. I, I believe so. We could do with actually the combined codex, which obviously there isn't one to find out for no. sure, but I think that's what it's... Uh, let me, let me go to, to that. Believe. Let me go to that. So, not the warlord traits. We don't want that. Oh, great! So all I've got is fluff at the top. Wonderful. That's what we want. More fluff. Great. Yeah, it doesn't actually say anything about generating. No, no there's nothing in here that I can see anyway about generating powers. No, nothing in the uh, at the start either. Hmm, it's an interesting one. Let us know. Answers on a postcard, please. On our Facebook wall. Take pictures of your answers on a postcard and paste them on our Facebook wall. Facebook.com forward slash AOC podcast. Um, so without any further ado, let's get into the demonic incursion, if that's okay. Awesome. Uh, standard, one core and one auxiliary. Nought to three command choices. Uh, the command benefits are demonic corruption, which is the thing that had everyone screaming and crying, pulling their hair out, gnashing their teeth, saying that it was broken. Objective markers controlled by units from this detachment count as controlled for the rest of the game, even if the controlling player has no units within three inches of them. This effect lasts until an enemy scoring unit cleanses the objective by controlling it. This is awesome. Yes. Not as awesome as people are leading you to believe, but it's still awesome. It's because a nice... Sorry, go on. Uh, people are, are taking it uh, out of context and what it can do. Mm. Like you've read things online about screamers turboing from one objective to another and controlling them all and all this you can't do that you can only control one objective at a time so if you leave an objective to go on to another one you've got to control one of them not yes. two because nowhere does it supersede that you can only control one objective at a time hmm. so the panic everybody was having does not exist because the rule book will not let it happen has Basically, there been an official ruling on that yet from the ETC, or is it still being looked at? I don't think, I don't think it needs to. It's actually yeah, I, don't a rule book. I don't think it needs to. Okay. So it's awesome, because obviously... They, I, if you, I know if the, issue, the issue arised from the fact that you don't need to end on the objective to control it, do you? Yeah, I think you can turbo over an objective and control it. Mm. I think that's fine, but you can't do it to more than one objective the issue is is you're not doing it to more than one at the same time because you're moving from one to the next one 
Yeah, so when you've moved to one, if you to the next one, you can control the next one if you want, but you lose the first one. But you're not controlling it anymore. You don't need to control it. Once you have controlled it, it counts as controlled for the rest of the game. So that's where the conv- that's where the issue's coming from. Like if you move over three, boom, I'm over the first one, I'm controlling that one, then I'm off of it, I'm not controlling it anymore. I'm over the second one, I'm controlling that one, then I'm off it, I'm not controlling it anymore, I end over the third one. So, no, because it, it says you're controlling it for the rest of the game. Yes. So if you've left it, you're still controlling it. So you mm. can't control another one until you stop controlling it. I see. It. I see what you're saying. Okay, so you can only ever activate one objective per unit, is what you're saying. Yeah, pretty okay, much. Okay, yeah. I see. I see what you're saying now. That's yeah. That that makes sense. So the panic is not there. It's it's a it's just a great benefit to the formation thank you for walking me through that and hopefully the uh, the listeners uh, followed that logic as well so because because one unit may only control one objective at a time you cannot activate this power demonic corruption on multiple objectives with the same unit yes that is why so if people try and do that to you then there you go slap it but yeah, I can't see any um, restrictions on turboing over and controlling one from a turbo using this. Yes. So that's a, not, that's a nice little turbo. But just the one. Yeah. Uh, the next one is unearthly power. When rolling on the warp storm table, you can choose to add or subtract one from the result. So good. Oh, this is good. amazing. <laughs> this is so, so good. It, it really is... And that's Just, after you've rolled, by the way. That's not before or uh, that's after you've rolled. You this actually that. helps you not take Fate Weaver. Yeah. It's even better with taking Fate Weaver, but you've always sort of needed the, the safety blanket Fate Weaver because the Warlord, you can lose a game from mm. the Warlord, ta- uh, from, the from the Warp Storm, warp storm table. table. So that plus or minus one is a really nice safety blanket. Obviously, you combine this with Fate Weaver. And it's just amazing. Yeah, good good luck keeping your conclave in. Um, right, and then the last one is the Warp Unleashed. You can choose to re-roll any demonic instability tests for units from this detachment. Oh my god. So yeah, that's, that's also very, very nice. Again, that's another safety blanket if you don't take Fate Weaver, because if the Warp Storm does get to you and say it's a pick a unit or every unit take a test then you've got a re-roll which is awesome mm. and also the combat re-roll which is very nice definitely I mean like you said a, a bad roll can make your army go poof and you've got two ways there to sort of mitigate that so very very yeah. good yeah for, the, for, for a detachment these are some of the best how it affects the armor, some of the best uh, benefits I've seen. Really good. Because you're going to use them all in the game. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, no, like, there's, it's, it's no, it's no, as long as your warlord's alive, then the units have the fear special rule, but it's good. No, it's not quite that good, but it's no. not quite. <laughs> no, they, they could have added that in. I'd have got it anyway. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Almighty, That's probably why. <laughs> The difference between this one and the Space Wolf one already. Wow. Um, so you've four. You got, you got four cores. Um, one for each power. Murder Horde, Warp Flame Host, Tally Band, and Flayer Troop. Um, 
and they're all pretty good. Which one should we look at first, guys? Do the murder horde first on the picture. Yeah, the murder horde's the 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 one that I've seen people talking about a lot. Um, so the formation is Skulltaker or one Herald of Corn. Uh, eight units chosen in any combination from the following list. You can get Bloodletters, Flesh Hounds, or Blood Crushers. Uh, there's no restrictions. Escalating Bloodlust is one of their special rules. Units from the Murder Horde add one to their attacks in close combat whilst they are within six inches of any other unit from their formation. Uh, and Harbinger of Corn. If the Herald of Corn from this formation is a lesser Locus of Abjuration, greater Locus of Fury, or an exalted Locus of Wrath, the special rules associated with the Locus affect all units from this formation within 12 inches of him. If such a unit is also affected by another locust, they will receive both benefits. It, it, it's nice. The locust bit can be really good. Uh, the, the extra... Was it extra attack you get is awesome. Yep. It's just... Eight and units. that extra attack's <laughs> really easy to get with eight units of flesh yeah. hands with the big bases and stuff. It's really easy to do. It, you um, kind of wish it said something like five units. Mm. It, it's it's good. I mean, you can you, you've got to build a themed a themed list around this, haven't you? You've yeah. got to go mass MSU, just run at um assault. It's very route one. There's not a lot of subtlety or trickery in 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 an army built around this. Um, you and know what it's going to do every game. If you want to take something and don't think too hard, that's yeah. probably it for you. Uh, you can cross off the blood letters and the blood crushers. Mm. So basically, the formation is just eight flesh hounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it is really good. Um, what would you I'm, back it up with if you were going to run this? I gotta admit, I think if I was going to run this, I'd probably take the gore pack over it. Over it. Yeah, obviously you're taking it in the detachment, but mm. if I was taking it just as a formation, mm. I'd probably take the gore pack to get the fearless. Mm. But in the detachment, you run this, you do it's mash flesh hounds. Yeah, you take you take the character one to add. Is it extra? What does he add now? Extra it's, your it's your auxiliary. You have to take so you have to take Karanak. Yeah, what, so, what what does he do? What's his benefit? Uh, gotta find the formation. He's good at challenges. Yeah, he <laughs> does have add buffs. Are you taking him just because he's? Um... You have to. Uh, yeah, you have to take an auxiliary, and you may as well take him because he's like a few more points in the five furies that you'd have to take otherwise. Yeah. Do you want me to go and get the demon book to find out what he does? Do we care? Does it matter that much? I don't think it does. Not really. Okay. If you're gonna if you're gonna take the eight flesh hounds, you're probably gonna take him with it. That's about it. Alright, so do me a favour, I'm gonna make a note. Can you just say then when you're take say again, you know, what you're taking, you're gonna take Karanak. Just say that he's just a, a really efficient use of the one auxiliary that you have to take. Something like that. Yeah? Who do you want to say that? Um Go on, go on Andy. Go on, Andy, you can, you can say that. Yeah, so you have to take one auxiliary, so you may as well take Karanak because he's he's an efficient use of the points rather than the five furies. Um, mm. He's got some decent stats. He's good in challenges, I believe. And the furies are just going to be there to evaporate, pretty much, aren't they? So. Yeah, the furies the weak as anything, so they're not going to do anything. Whereas 
Karnak's pretty decent. Um, though, there's the argument for the Five Furies to be uh, just sit back an objective holder. Well, I've, I think most demon people are going to buy Five Furies now, aren't they? Which are metal models. Convert Five Furies. <coughs> yeah, they're going to yeah. buy Five Furies genuinely from Games Workshop. Of course they are. Um, uh, next one is the Warp Flame Hosts. Um, which is the Zinch one. Uh, it's the Changeling or Herald of Zinch. Uh, and nine units, seeing the theme here, uh, of Pink Horrors, Flamers, or Exalted Flamers of Zinch. This formation is brilliant, but there's a big but. You have, you have to go heavy into it, don't you? For nine units. Mm. You, this will get used. This is good. It will get used. Yeah. But it's sort of dictating your army. Yeah, nine, nine units is definitely more than half your army. There. Before you go on to anything, read the uh, special, the special rules. rules. Yeah, because yeah. these are good. So the Harbinger of Zinch special rule, if the Herald of Zinch from this formation is a lesser locus of transmogrification, greater locus of change, or an exalted locus of conjuration, the special rules associated with that locus affect all units from this formation that are within 12 inches of him. If such a unit is also affected by another locus, they will receive both benefits. So exactly the same as the Harbinger of Gorn. Yeah, so, so just so everyone knows, the Zinch one, the good one, is plus one strength to what flame attacks? Yep. Yep. So Just that's the locus of conjuration, right? Yeah. 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 Um, Storm of Demonic Fire, add one strength value to any Zinchian flame weapons. See Which what's happening here. Yeah. Amazing. So you've got your basic shot with the uh, your primary power is like 2d6, 3d6, or 4d6, strength 5 attacks, uh, shooting attacks, uh, which can be made strength 7 with this formation plus one conjuration. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thing. So, so that's that's pretty huge, and then I mean I don't know if any, if anyone actually knows what the exalted flamers do. Yep. Strength ten, baby. Strength two, <laughs> strength ten, AP two, range eighteen, D three shots. Now they're not relentless, so you'll need to either find a way of getting the biomancy power to make them relentless, um, and you can make a mini little exalted Death Star, or uh, you just take the punch and just move them for a turn and run them, and then sit midboard. They also have a strength. Would be what strength seven, AP three torrent flamer. <laughs> yep. Yeah, which is which would be pretty cool. Again, it's a heavy though, like like the other thing, which sucks. It so. it's great, but you look at the points you spend and you're like, oh, that's my army then. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you see, the exotic flame is the cheapest option because they're fifty yeah. points each, aren't they? So they're they quite cheap. I mean, you're going to oh. see probably a lot of people doing a mix because apart from myself, not many people own like a hundred horrors. So, you know, not many people are just going to spam horrors. Um, they're going to the exotic flamer. You can you can easily convert. This is a great formation for basically sitting there. I mean, yeah. you can try and get the exalted star, but there's a lot of variables. Yeah, because you need to get stuff that rolls on biomancy, which you doesn't Zinch don't do so. <sighs> that's a lot of shooting. It's a lot of shots. A it's lot, a lot of high levels. strength as well. That I, you wouldn't want to run a Gladius up against that, would you? Really? Um, actually, Gladius might, might Gladius might be okay because you ain't going to get that many psychic powers off. I mean, 
Yeah, you might have to spam 2d6 shots, but the BS3, so you hit on fours. Oh, that's, that's a fair point, actually. I keep so, forgetting. I mean, someone did, some, I think Adam or someone in our Welsh chat worked it out. He's someone who's good at maths about how many shots you were likely to get and actually hit and do anything to stuff. And it wasn't that amount, crazy mm. amount, you'd think. Um, but it's there anyway. Um, it's, it's decent. I mean, like you, the other option is obviously to spam something with all those horrors, get loads of possessions and all that shit. Mm. And just go crazy with it. Um, I mean, I, I'm going to probably take this formation plus this, the next one that you're going to talk about with the Zinch stuff uh, to a tournament on Saturday. It's just a little one day. Welcome back, yeah. Adam. What, well, what happened? So, I'll see how good the, good the horror horde is. All right. Where was I? I just finished off chatting about the um, the horror spam. Yeah. Did did I finish what did what I was saying? Yeah, that was all good. Everything was fine, mate. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you got it. Cool. Um, We're going to move on to the next core. We'll come back to the auxiliaries. Um, We'll go on to the Nurgle one, the Tally Band, which is decent as well. Uh, So the the choice of names is interesting. (laughs) So it is. Yeah, I don't quite. I don't quite know. Oh, excuse me. I don't quite know why they've done that. <laughs> uh, so it's one herald or epidemius, seven units of plague bearers or nurglings. Uh, no restrictions, and the special rules are distracting swarm of flies. Enemy units cannot fire Overwatch against units from a tally band. So again, another interesting one. Very interesting special rule, but. It's- it's nerglings or <laughs> yeah there's no beasts on for if there was beasts in there that would be fucking yeah. a bit more attractive but um, this this is great because it's the cheapest way to take the detachment and yeah. that's the only reason this is great yeah you take seven units of 45 point nerglings and then a 45 point herald and you're done with, with the doom bell with, with the doom bell oh yeah. the doom bell we'll get on to the doom bell later yes. uh, the next rule is enfeebling nausea the start of each combat phase Enemy units that are locked in a game with Mike Collins. Oh no, sorry, that's from the ETC. Um, <laughs> at the start of each combat phase, enemy units that are locked in combat with any units from a Taliban must pass a leadership test or reduce their strength and toughness characteristics by one for the duration of that phase. So it's not tremendous because it's dependent on a leadership test, but it's something that might happen at some point. Well, it's it's one of those free rules are always yeah. fun because you don't you're paying for it. it it's it's one of them weird ones as well because you'd think that if you take a herald and put it um, and put him in a, a drone unit, it'd be awesome. But then, does the unit lose the rule? I don't know. <laughs> it's... But actually, on the nerglings and the plagues, it's not great, is it? Them combat nerglings, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, to be fair. Nurglings are really good units again, but they're just defensive. Yeah. Uh, so don't laugh at Nurglings because they are pretty good and they yeah, are just... actually decent in combat against little piddly units like they take out a unit of Wolf Scouts. Fucking Wolf Scouts. I, I, hope, they, I hope they take out <laughs> units of Wolf Scouts. Um, <laughs> and then the last one is Harbinger of Nurgle, which, as we saw with everything else, um, if you're within the formation, then you're affected by all the locuses that are within 12 inches. 
Does that have a tremendous effect? Obviously, you're getting feel, feel no pain. Um, you could take yeah. on the uh, Herald. Yeah. Sitting with the Nurglings. Seven units so, of feel no pain Nurglings floating around. Yeah, shame. In backfield. All the shootings, not strength six. <laughs> yeah. So you don't even get it. Never mind. Yeah, exactly. Um. So that's the least impressive so far for me. Uh, and then the Slanesh one is going to be the last one, which is the Flayer Troop. Uh, six units chosen in any combination from Demonettes or Fiends and the Mask or a Herald. Uh, the Mask, as we've seen, has been somewhat popular recently in a meta revolving around um, Death Stars and great big stompy units. Um, you can take her in this, along with six units of demonettes or fiends. The special rules are beguiling chimes. Enemy units that are locked in combat with any units from a flare troop reduce their weapon skill and initiative characteristics by one. That's really good. It's actually really good, but not that good on Sobesh. Hmm. Because most of the time they've got a higher weapon skill and initiative anyway. That's true. But it is really good. Hmm. It's just a lot of time you won't see the benefit. Is there a minimum on that? Does it say to a minimum? Yeah, to a minimum of one, of one yeah. Damn. So you can't make them weapon skill zero, so they can't attack. I mean, or it's good if you stop. put in a multi-charge with something else. Enemy units locals. Is that cumulative? No, it doesn't look like it's cumulative. It's not. Never mind. Um, <clears throat> and then Harbinger of Slanesh, again, is the same thing. 12-inch range on locuses. Which is awesome. If you take the um, the swiftness, no, the one where you can pick out challenges. All of a sudden, the characters in all the in the in all the squads can pick out challenges. So that's really good. Mm. That is very good. Yes. Nice, nice apothecary character. Yeah, exactly. Because normally, nice, nice cyber wolf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shit the bed. Because normally you've got to put your expensive character in the challenge and yeah. stand a good chance of winning if you tool them up. But this way you could just throw away characters and not risk losing the actual uh, upgrade, the locus. Um, shall we go into the auxiliaries next or do you want to go through all the shit tons of powers and... Um... Fish off the, the units. Yeah, let's yeah, go so. through, the, through the things. Okay, so the auxiliaries, we're going back to corn um, Gore Thunder Battery. Next. Yeah, Gore Thunder Battery. <laughs> uh, then another one which is actually useful, uh, the Burning Sky Host, which is Blue Scribes or a Herald. <laughs> and then nine units of Screamers. Of free right. Screamers. I am, <laughs> yeah. I am taking this. Those sure. 27 Screamers that you had catching dust on the shelf <laughs> yeah i'm taking this this weekend because it's yeah. like this formation gave me a hard on when i saw it it's like oh <laughs> you love that. it and that's <laughs> a wide that is a wide on as well yeah, yeah. a yeah. wide on hard on it's my ass like opened a, up like a can of coke um, <laughs> oh, god it's it, <laughs> i just kind of wish it was like five units the special rules, special rules, special rules. Tra yeah. uh, so they got Orc Flame and the Harbinger of Zinch, um, which you saw in previous... I actually flapped my hands then as well. That's so exciting. And, um, <laughs> Trail of Trem's Muting Flame. Ooh. 
If a burning chariot of Zinch from a burning sky house but turbo boosts, pick an unengaged enemy it moves unit it moved over, that unit suffers, blah 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 because we don't care about that. Nope. Because what next, we care next, about next. is the next paragraph. <laughs> furthermore, furthermore, they say, add one to the number of slashing attacks made by Screamers of Zinch from a Burning Sky host, and resolve all of these model slashing attacks with Soul Blaze and Warp Flame special rules. Goodbye, spiders. Which, which are what? Uh, Soul Blaze is the ongoing effect, is it not? And yeah, it's, it's it's D three strength four hits, is it? If you fail, yeah, uh, yeah. strength four AP five at the end of the phase. Any units offering one or more. That's on a four, flame yeah, on a four plus, and then the other one is something very similar, but better. Is you take a toughest test if you if you fail it, you take D three D three wounds, no saves with no or, armor saves or cover uh, saves allowed. But if you pass it, you gain plus one feeling of pain. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of so, wish they never had that rule. <laughs> yeah, because but, all of a sudden you come against a, a feel no pain star, and you, and you can't you touch don't, him. You don't slash him. You start giving them a two up. Yeah, you don't. You don't. You definitely don't do that. It's your minus ten plus. Yeah. Pain. So this is just your anti elder formation, basically. Yeah, this definitely this bends warp spider spam over the table, spreads its cheeks, and slashes it away. Very yeah. nice. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, it, it, this is going to be... Well, the, this one and the horror one are the best two in, in there. Mm. Uh, again, it's a lot of tax. It is good, but you've got to commit a lot of points to it. <laughs> not really a lot of tax, though, is it? Really? Well, no. Yeah, not a tax, nine, but a nine, lot of points. Nine, yeah, nine units of, of <laughs> yeah. three screamers. <laughs> Like Maelstrom and then yeah. Hammer of Wraths and like Melter <laughs> Bombs they've got on them. They're like yeah. fucking awesome. Well, a unit of three averages nine slash hits. Yeah, when you when you when you have to start taking Wolf Scouts and we can talk about tax. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah then we'll See, have I, the tax I, conversation. It is, I really yeah. I, I said cool. to you earlier, I really wish that the numbers there were like three, four and five. The, the associated numbers for the Tizinch and everything. Because yeah. then all this would be amazing. Then you it is really... amazing. No, it is. It's just you mean broken. I mean... Broken is the word you were yes, looking for. That's all this what would I be broken. broken. Yes, it is broken. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Nine nine units of three is crazy. How many points is nine units of three? It's seventy-five. It's a just unit under seven hundred points, I think. For oh, gosh, you you take a herald on this, plus the herald a minimum of seven. Yeah. Oh, what are you whinging about? But, it's like lovely. Uh, so, yeah, this what's one's, that? Seven seventy. This you one's can still amazing. Get fake weaver in there. It's yeah. just not my play. Not my play style. This one. See, I really wanted. Um, I really wanted this. This with three Imperial Knight Wardens was <laughs> the highest I really wanted, but it's twenty points over. Can't you just take a herald without a disc? I would. It, but you have to take the disc. Oh yeah. oh yeah, that's in the restrictions. Yeah. I didn't read that. Yeah. And <laughs> can I play you in a scouring, please? <laughs> yes. <sighs> okay. I would slash you out the sky with your fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't matter how many fast stacks you got when you got no models left. You'd give me top feel no pain. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. I would only slash one unit a turn, right? You know this. Let's uh, <laughs> let's move on to uh, the Nurgle one, uh, the Rot Swarm, uh, which is one Herald, 
and seven units of Plague Drones or Beasts of Nurgle. There are no restrictions. Uh, the special rules are Corrosive Slime. They also have a Harbing of Nurgle, by the way, so that's the Locust 12-inch range. Uh, corrosive Slime. All units in the Rot Swarm have the Hammer of Wrath special rule and attacks have the Poisoned 4-plus special rule uh, for the Hammer of Wrath. Um, and Dubious Command. At the start of each of the controlling players' assault phases, the Herald of Nurgle from Rotswarm can attempt to direct a single unit from his formation that is within 12 inches of him. To do so, he must take a leadership test. If the test is passed, the direct unit can reroll failed charge rolls, and all models in the unit can make three additional attacks until the end of the turn. If the test is failed, the directed unit must attempt to charge the nearest enemy unit in the charge subphase, but it's otherwise unaffected. That is so good on a Plague Star. That extra attack, extra free attacks would be amazing. The only problem you've got is you've got to buy eight units of um, um, Beast of Nurgle. Seven, but yeah. Yeah, seven. So, well, six of them and, <laughs> and a, plague, a unit, a yeah, unit of plague, plague drones. drones. Yeah. So it's 52 points or something, a Beast of Nurgle. So three over 300 points to get the one unit of the plague drone. Oh, they're your um, set objectives. They're your maelstrom units. I see no tax here. <laughs> <laughs> no, trust me. How many long fangs do you have to take? Um, so yeah, that's another one. A very strong one. Do you get but, free upgrades for stuff you never use? You, you put this onto a core one and then that's that's all your points. Yeah. Which is a problem. Yeah. Oh, my heart bleeds for you. <laughs> Trying to actually get a list out of the detachment is quite hard. Spoilt, uh, spoilt, of, spoilt by riches. Yeah. Try, yeah. Trying to make a perfect list is hard, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> but trying to make a list is fucking easy. <laughs> well, yeah, true. You can <laughs> just make a shit list. You can roll yeah. a fucking dice and make a dip exactly. list out of this book. The, the, prob the problem is you're playing a game of rock, paper, scissors. Mm. And as soon as you thought, oh, fucking, what if someone brings rock? Back to the drawing board. <laughs> well, so far you've got um, seven units of Nurglings and six units of Beast of Nurgle all sitting on objectives hiding. <laughs> <laughs> they got, and, they one, got... and one plague start, well, one plague unit with a character. <laughs> there are two heralds in. <laughs> <laughs> Sound, sounds pretty competitive. Versus these wolf scouts, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Fine. But the, the actual formation benefits are really, really good. It's just, again, you've got to spend a lot of points to get it. There's no restrictions on, like, if you take a corn core, you've got to take the corn auxiliary, is there? You can take whatever you want. Or, um... Yeah, you can take what you want, yeah. Okay, good. Um, Slanesh, the Grand Cavalcade. Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, which is good. one held yeah. of Slanesh, which must take a steed, a chariot, or an exalted chariot. Uh, and six units of Seekers, Hellflayers, or Seeker Cavalcades. <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, special rules are eagle f eager for slaughter. All Grand Cavalcade units can move an additional six inches when moving flat out or making run moves. Madness. Flipping hell, that's fast. Uh, if the Herald of Slanesh, oh yeah, so they've got the Harming of Slanesh special rule, which is, again is the 12 inch range is, on the Locus. Hang on, hang on, does that mean they've got a 12 inch run? No, 18 potentially. Because <laughs> you get six uh, anyway. Well, 
these seekers get six. Yeah, so. they get plus six. <laughs> so if and you take they seekers, get... they get six plus six plus d6 with fleets to re-roll it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so good. <laughs> uh, Murderous impact. Chariots from a grand cavalcade inflict an additional d strength for Hammer of Wrath hits as well. So just uh, just a bunch of super fucking fast seekers, uh, which can obviously benefit from the locus as well, which is nice. One thing they have cocked up on this. Go on. The uh, murderous impact where you get additional d6 hammer yep. rack. Yeah. Well, they should actually be rending, and it hasn't hasn't put rending in the codex. It's got d6 strength for hammer rafts rending. And it hasn't got it in this rule. Ah. So I think they forgot to put it on. No takes backsies. <laughs> Rules is written. Rules is written. Yeah. Yeah, I, f- I think you're fine. That's not a clerical error, that one. Just like the, uh, the the four plus four no plane for black mains was clerical error. Yeah. <laughs> this, was right. made, this was meant to happen. So that's, well, the, yeah. uh, that's the specific ones for the powers. Um, shall we move on to the... So the other auxiliaries? Or do you have more to add? It's just that this is actually one of the really good formations. Mm. I mean, again... As opposed to the other 12, which are not excellent as well. <laughs> no, the Tzinch ones and this one. But it, it's basically Sinesh and Tzinch, which are the... <laughs> Tzinch! Yeah. You're a demon player, Adam! <laughs> <laughs> I, I silent T, silent T, please. To Zinch. It grates me. I know. Force a habit. It'd be, it'd be pre-science next. Oh, good God. It is pre-science, isn't it? I thought that was a running joke, but I actually then discovered that some people really believe that's how you pronounce it. I know. You're talking to one of them. Uh, isn't that right, Andy? No, I see questions. Lies. It's before science. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's why it's so good. <laughs> We have the power of faith. Uh, let's move on to a controversial one, which people are doing silly things with. Um, the Infernal Tetrad, which I'm sure people have heard about on the interwebs. Tax. Tax. <laughs> You've got a tax. Four demon princes. <laughs> Four demon princes. They must be from a different god. So your corn demon prince is going to be like, you know, that person on the night out that you just don't really want to be there. He's got bad no. breath. You don't want him to talk to you. I've actually found out a cunning plan on how to use the corn demon prince on this. Is it as cunning as a fox from Oxford University? No, you're like this. You, you take a slash one with the lash. Yeah. You, roll, you roll iron arm, and yeah. then you land the corn demon prince in front of that army to get him killed, and you've got a strength 10 lash then. So take nothing on the corn demon prince, just give him to be killed. So you, you go down to three models to get the plus one strength. And you're now firing at strength ten. Oh, were they not accumulative? Though? They are cumulative. Are they? You yeah, sure? they are cumulative. It says the bonuses are cumulative. In black Ooh. and white. You tit. Ooh. Can I, he I take didn't... the can he take the D the D axe thing? No. He can't. Yeah, yeah, he can. Yeah, you can. So at least you can do that, and he's got you can you can take like the most bootleg D thurster possible. 
<coughs> That's about it, really. He we'll can talk about sit that in, a in the back of the board on objectives. He could do, yes. Yeah, um, just take him with wings and just fly him about somewhere. Uh, so, their special rules are combined might. The demon princes of an infernal tetrad have the following benefits depending on how many of them are on the battlefield at the same time. The bonuses are cumulative. That's better. Number of models. Four models, you get plus one toughness. If you have three models, you get plus one strength. You have two models, you re-roll failed to hit rolls of one. And for one model, you get nothing. Um, shared power. If your warlord is chosen from this formation, all of the models in the Infernal Tetrad also have that model's warlord trait. Even if you choose to roll on one of the warlord tables in this book, and they have a different demonic alignment to your warlord this is the one that yeah. people are discussing Losing and debating at the moment <laughs> yeah so i'm going to close the book and we're going to have a little talk about this bit um so no no what i don't know i just want to put it out there before adam said yes okay because you can do it <laughs> you can do it the sky is falling so Every one in this formation, they all have the Warlord trait. So when you have things that let you add plus one to C's or infiltrate D3 units or what are the other stupid ones that people are using? You'd have to read the Warlord traits. I'm sure there's some that you've thought of. I only look at the one, the one chart because it's amazing. What's You'd that? never roll a, a certain blue guard. Oh, that's a point. Let's look at the warlord traits because there's new warlord traits in here. I, I don't see why you'd go on any of the table, but the one. It's a good. They are. They are some good ones. It's but a good yeah, moment to look at the warlord the, traits. Uh, the infiltrated ones, you know, they're all fine. You know. The seasonalistic ones, yeah, but you probably never roll for it because, mm. as Adam says, the Zench ones are too good. Shall we look at the Zench ones then? Yes. Let's make Adam wet. <sighs> so your so warlord good. traits on a roll of a one, born of sorcery. Your warlord harnesses warp charge points on the result of a three plus. That is brilliant, unless you're corn. Yeah, <laughs> that's brilliant. Uh, number two, incorporeal form. Enemy models must reduce their weapon skill and ballistic skill characteristics by one when targeting your warlord or his unit. Nice. That's I mean, if that's on every single prince, mm -hmm. that's that's amazing because you're likely to keep that corn guy alive what's hiding behind the, yeah. the ruin. <laughs> um, number three, warp tether. Add one to the invulnerable save of your demon. A warlord, sorry, and all friendly units with the Demon of Zinch special rule within nine inches of him. That, if that, if that is cumulative, I don't see why it wouldn't be. That is pretty darn good. <laughs> <laughs> it just, just summon a certain type of unit. <laughs> to seven horrors, and everyone's got a two-up save. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Number four, Lawkeeper of Zinch. Add one to your Warlord's mastery level. If your Warlord is not a Psyker, he instead has the Psyker mastery level one. Special rule. And Corn just got useful. <laughs> and generates his powers from the Discipline of Change. So how does that work if four of them have it? 
Well, they all get. You'll, you'll end they all up go with up tr- one. three level fours and a level one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh my god. So your your corn demon prince is casting powers from the discipline of change. Nice. nice. Uh, oh, Zench works in strange ways, <laughs> isn't he? He does indeed. Uh, number five, Tyrant of the Warp. Your warlord ignores the first perils of the warp he suffers during each psychic phase. You probably don't want to roll that one, I'm guessing. Uh, that's pretty good. Is it all right? Mm. Yeah, that's really... That's each phase. It's not, oh, it's not a one-time mm. thing. So every turn, you uh, ignore it. So, I mean, you only normally get in one perils a turn. You're lucky if you get more. Uh, and number six, Demon Spark. The close combat attacks of your Warlord and all friendly units with the Demon Zinch special rule. Whilst they are within nine inches of him, gain the Soul Blaze special rule. Yeah, that's shit. Okay. So what are you trying to roll on here? So you want any of the first five. Okay. What's the best one? Uh, plus one invulnerable save. It depends what 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 list you're using. If you're just using the Demon Prince formation, hmm. uh, well, they're all pretty good. Two's pretty good for keeping you alive. One's really good. You gain more powers off. Obviously, three can be broken as hell if you summon stuff. Obviously, it puts your your Tzinch one on two up already, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, the extra mastery levels are really good. Yep. Obviously, more powers. Uh, ignoring the powers. <laughs> it's a, yeah, any of the first five, and you're happy. So you're definitely rolling on that. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, should we go through the other ones, just to do so? Yeah. All right, cool. So, corn. Uh, number, <laughs> number one aspect of death: enemy units that fail a fear test caused by your warlord Ooh. suffer one wound for each point the test was failed by, with no saves of any kind allowed. Wow. So, anything anything that was going to die to looking at him anyway actually does die to looking at him. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I like that. Nice. That's a beautiful. That's a very poetic way of putting it, Mike. I yeah. Like save some dice there. Uh, two glory of battle. Your warlord has the rampage special rule. Uh, yeah. Three oblivious to pain. <laughs> only, <laughs> only rampage to get that guy. That kind of reaction. Uh, oh, great rampage. Yeah, well, that's useless, isn't it? Fancy being on a rampage. Worthless. Your warlord has the feel no pain special rule. In addition, all friendly units with the demon of corn special rule within eight inches of your warlord have the feel no pain six plus special rule. <laughs> that good old Phil No Pain 6 Plus clerical <laughs> clerical 6 Plus yeah <laughs> number 4 immense power add 1 to your warlord strength I don't know what do you what do you add what do you add to strength D I'm not sure uh, that's immense add plus 1 yeah no but that's that's good on a, a herald because they're they are pretty good the corn heralds to be honest it's not, but... it's not, it's not exactly immense though is it no no it, it's a yeah, you're not going like, to roll on, like, on it at all. What's he going to end up as? Strength Make it six. strength D. That's what it should have been. Close combat attacks are strength D on a six or something. Oh, here you go. Hang on. Number five, devastating blow. When making close combat attacks, your warlord can instead choose to make a single devastating blow attack. To do so, roll to hit as normal, but resolve the attack at strength D, AP2. Why is it not AP1? You don't, you, don't, you don't ask for much, do you, Adam? Greedy, Adam. Greedy. I thought most of the D was AP1. What's going on? But yeah. Um, 
Why have they nerfed D? Oh, God, shut up, Adam. Uh, and the last one is Rage Incarnate. Your Warlord and all friendly units with the Demon of Corn special rule. Gain the Rage special rule whilst they're within eight inches of him. We just wasted about five minutes of everyone's time, didn't we? Yeah, sorry. Uh, let me read these quickly then. Nurgle, number one, blessed with corpulence. Add one to the wounds characteristic of your warlord. Number two, acidic icker. Each time your warlord suffers a wound in the assault phase, the unit that dealt the blow suffers a single strength one AP2 hit with po oh, po <laughs> sorry, poison four plus. There we go. I knew it was going somewhere. Uh, number three, plague flyer hive. Enemy units within seven inches of your warlord can only fire snapshots when targeting your warlord and his unit. Nice. That's good. That's nice. Uh, seems like number three is good on all of them. Uh, four, Villarant Touch. If a model suffers any unsaved wounds from your Warlord in the assault phase, it must pass a toughness test at the end of the phase or suffer one additional wound. Armor or cover saves cannot be taken against this wound. Uh, number five, Impenetrable Hide. Your Warlord has the Feel No Pain special rule. If your Warlord already has the Feel No Pain special rule, he instead adds one to his Feel No Pain rolls. Uh, and number six, Miasma of Pestilence. Enemy units within seven inches of your warlord that suffer any unsaved wounds during the shooting or assault phase suffer D6 additional strength one hits with the poisoned five plus special rule at the end of the phase. Uh, armor or cover saves cannot be taken against wounds suffered in this manner. That's good. That's actually good. Um, <coughs> okay. Slanesh, number one. Celerity of Slanesh. Um, didn't know they liked celery, but yeah. Your Ooh. warlord and his unit can run and charge in the same turn. That's good on that seeker formation. Is <laughs> That's it? amazing. Is it? Um, <laughs> oh my shit, the bed. I'm going to stand on my table edge and charge you on yours. Turn one. Uh, Quicksilver Duelist, when fighting to a challenge, uh, your warlord rerolls all fail to hit rolls. Wow. So. No, that's pretty good because if you if if you took Sunesh, you've got the one where you could pick out challenges. That's true. That's so that's true. pretty good. Yeah. So you're definitely killing that apothecary. A nice accidental bonus there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they they thought they were just putting a fluff piece in. Uh, number three, the murder dance. Your warlord and all friendly units with a demon of Slanesh special rule reroll failed to hit rolls of a one in the assault phase. All friendly. So your whole army. Of Slanesh models, they don't have to be yeah. within range or in a unit or anything like that. Just any demon of Slanesh rerolls hits of one. That's all right. That's pr pretty good. Yeah. Number four, fatal caress. Any to wound rolls of six may be your warlord in the assault phase. Have the instant death special rule. Nice again. Uh, number five, savage hedonist. Add one to the attacks characteristic of your warlord. Well, that's that's just so again, mundane, isn't it? That's 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 not really a savage hedonist no. activity, is it really? No. I can hit you one more time. I've also got a bolt pistol along with my sword now. <laughs> Drekken uh, hedonist would have been like, you know, just one attack basically. Yeah. Savage hedonist, another plus one. They lost they just lost their mind now. Isn't there the last one, isn't that isn't that a weird one? Bewitching aura. At the start of each fight sub subphase, each enemy unit that is locked in combat with your warlord must pass a leadership test or reduce its weapon skill characteristic by five to a minimum of one until the end Damn. of the phase. Adam, what was the one where you end up hurting yourself? Was it a Slanesh psychic power? I can't remember. Do you know uh, the one I mean? There's, there's one where you actually end up... Oh, yeah, 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 it was the psychic power, yeah. 
which <laughs> it's we, amazing. we will go through soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's go straight on to the psychic powers now. Give <laughs> you that Slanesh one, and let's do it in reverse order. So we, we'll, we are all agreed there's only one Warlord table. Yeah, pretty much. The Slanesh one was all right as well. Um, right, Discipline of Excess, which is the Slanesh powers. Primaris is Lash. A flash of Slanesh is a beam with a flowing profile. Range 24 inches, strength 6, assault 1, rending. Warp charge 1. They like it. It's good. Mm. It's kind of an insult to the name of Lash of Slanesh, though, isn't it? It kind of is, but at least you can kill invisible units. Yeah, it's good because there's spiders and invisible stuff. Yeah. Uh, Number 1. Number 1, Acquiescence. Warp charge 1. It's a a malediction. Targets a single enemy unit within 18 inches. The target unit suffers a minus 5 penalty to its initiative to a minimum of 1 and can neither make use of the counter-attack special rule nor fire Overwatch whilst his power is in effect. That's good. Yeah, that's very good. That's good. Uh, number 2, Pervain of Slanesh. Warp charge 1 again. Uh, they're really sort of warp charge low uh, on, on this table, which is good. Uh, Pervain of Slanesh is a focus witch firepower. The range of 24 inches. Target must pass a leadership test or suffer a wound with no armour or cover saves allowed. The target is slain. Randomly select another model in the unit. The model must also pass a leadership test or suffer a wound with no armour or cover saves allowed. If that model is slain, randomly select another model in the unit and repeat the process until a model passes a leadership test or the unit is destroyed. It's not great. There's a lot got to happen. That combined with the Doomstone, Adam. The Doombell. And the yeah. Doom Bell. Yeah. And the Doom Bell, obviously. Just a Doom Bell. Okay, just a Doom Bell. Uh, number three, Maniacal Fervor. I, I can already tell that this is not going to be as good as it sounds. Um, just judging by their naming, Savage Hedonist. It hasn't got my hopes uh, up. I think, is this, is this the crazy one? There's one bullshit one anyway. Uh, Maniacal Fervor is a blessing that targets a single friendly unit within 24 inches. That unit immediately suffers D6 strength 3 AP hits. (laughs) There we go. However, whilst the power is in effect, (laughs) the target unit has the Furious Charge, Rage and Zealot special rules. Wow. Uh, So it's just basically like, you know, spackling his balls from behind. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> getting him up for it. <laughs> Just sending him off. So I mean, yeah, so the... walk charge power to actually hurt your own models. Yeah. Well, the benefits are pretty good, to be fair. <laughs> they are, yeah. It's worth a good spackling every once in a while. Yeah. Lazily whomping bollocks left and right. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Number four is Phantasmagoria. Lovely. <laughs> <Watch> charge one. <laughs> Phantasmagoria. What is the fuck a, is this? It's a malediction. Oh dear. You know those moments when you when you just reevaluate whether you should be doing this as a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> Phantasmagoria is a malediction that targets a single enemy within eighteen inches. Enemy units, sorry. Whilst his oh, power yeah. is in effect, each time the unit wishes to make one of the following actions. Move, manifest, psychic powers, run, shoot, charge, make attacks in the fight, sub-phase, make a sweep from advance, consolidate, or fire, overwatch. It must first pass a leadership test to be able to do so. If the test is test is failed, the unit can still attempt to perform an alternative action in the same phase. Ah, oh, what I, just, I thought, if, if, as soon as they fail one test, they're just <laughs> no. gonna, uh, <laughs> they can't do anything for the rest of the turn as they're gripped in, I don't know, 
No. <laughs> Pleasure world. For example, a unit that fails to shoot can take a separate leadership test in an attempt to run instead. <laughs> uh, this would be good if it actually had a, a minus penalty to the leadership itself. Can you combo it to get minus leadership penalties? Well, you FA? can, but not enough to make it worth casting. Oh, okay. What's with What's the name, name, then? It's only Warp Charge 1. That name, that name, I, I'm, I'm disappointed. I mean, it might be good and like a unit of jet bikes with two. That's like someone being called a vixen and actually finding out they're a female fox or something. It's like really disappointing. Number five is slicing shards. This is a warp charge two power, so it better be good. Uh, range twenty four, strength four, AP four, assault one, large blast with a special rule soul flay. After resolving this attack, any units that were fully or partially beneath the blast marker must pass a leadership test or immediately suffer a further <laughs> D6 strength 4 AP4 hits. Well, you wouldn't even risk the perils risk, would you? What a, no. pile, of, what a pile of shit. Um, <laughs> to, how do they come up with these powers? I mean, how did they come up with the warp charge? It's not bizarre. Why is it warp charge 2? Um, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Well, well, let's make the worthless one more. You know, don't more just charging. make sure you definitely don't cast this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, finally, cacophonic choir warp charge two again. It's a nova power uh, with a range of twelve inches. For each target unit, roll two d six and subtract their leadership. The unit suffers a number of wounds equal to the result, with no armor or cover saves allowed. After resolving any wounds, each target must take a pinning test. It's it's for Nid's psychic shriek, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, Which is really fucking it, good power, actually. It, it, it's, it's not as good as shriek. Every time you look at these, it's not as good as shriek. Mm. It's, it's useful, but... Meh. Alright, so that's the Slanish powers. Uh, moving on. Uh, Discipline of Plague. Uh, Primaris power is Stream of Corruption and it's Warp Charge 1. It's a Witch Fire power, the following profile. Template, Strength Dash, AP3, Assault 1, Poison 4+. So your generic um, yeah, stream. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, definitely. It's useful. always been there. It's good on a flying Nurgle, flying monstrous creatures. It's uh, very decent. annoying. Uh, the first one, this, uh, sorry, good God. Debilitating distension, which again sounds like what Mike had at ETC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a malediction. Yep, still, yep. we're still there. <laughs> Certainly was. That targets a single <laughs> enemy unit within 24 inches. Yep, we're still there. Yeah. I think 24 inches was your max range, wasn't it? <laughs> well. Uh, whilst the power is in effect, the target unit cannot run. Well, that's. That. <laughs> nope, I could. Uh, perform sweeping <laughs> advances or fire Overwatch. <laughs> um, so a unit cannot run sweep in advance or fire overwatch it's alright helps you, get, this was there helps you charge well. in with all those nurglings that you've got powered up with uh, yeah. formation doesn't it so. that <laughs> uh, number two plague wind plague wind is a witch fire power with the profile below um, it has no effect on vehicles range 12 inches strength 1 AP 2 assault 1 large blast poisoned 4 plus Again, it's nice. You wish it was bigger range. Shit, isn't it, really? It's AP2, large blast. It's all right. Yeah. 
Four nah. Uh, Miasma of Pestilence. It's a blessing that targets the Psyker. Start of each fight subphase whilst its power is in effect. Roll a d3 until the end of the phase. All enemy units locked in close combat. With the target or his unit suffer a penalty to their weapon skill and initiative characteristics equal to the results. This was the one you always wanted to roll when you was fighting knights. Mm. Is there a minimum of one thing in there again? No. Well, there you go then. No. Because technically, if you get anything down to weapon skill, is it weapon skill or initiative? Yeah, I know tough zero. zero is, I think but yeah, if, if you get it down to weapon skill zero or ballistic skill zero, they can't they, they can't, can't shoot yeah. or yeah. form attack, which no. means no hammer of wrath, no stomp. If you're down to weapon skill zero, mm. which is quite nice. So that's what you can't good. do because it's a D3, though, so you can't take that off of a... Well, you just hit it with something else, an Eshi, to a minimum of one, yes. and then you, do, then you do that one, because there's plenty of ways to do it in, this, in this book, isn't there? Absolutely. What? Is there something in the rule book about taking a characteristic down to zero? No, not anymore. No, no. no. That's why they have all these caveats of to the minimum of one, well, I'd assume. Uh, number four, Rancid Visitations. Sounds like what Adam did. Uh, it's a Nova power with a range of 12 inches. Uh, each target this unit... This is uncanny. Each, each, nothing Adam's done, Adam does has a range of 12 inches. Let's, let's not flatter him. Um, each target unit must pass a toughness test or suffer a wound with no armour or cover saves allowed. If a model is slain, its unit must pass another toughness test or suffer an additional wound with no armour or cover saves allowed. Repeat this process until a toughness test is passed or the unit is destroyed. So it's very similar. Until you've run out of time and call it's it on shit. It's warp charge 2. Here's warp charge 2 as well. Crikey. Yeah, shit. Uh, final decomposition. Warp charge 2. It's a focused witch firepower. Has no effect on vehicles again. It's range 12 inches. Strength asterisk. Don't know why it's strength asterisk. Well, that's really bad. You've got to read on to find AP2. Out. Assault 1. Ignores cover. Hello. Instant death. And it has a special rule, internal liquefaction. Instead of rolling to wound normally for a model hit by this attack, its controlling player must roll a d6. It's, if, the if the result is higher than the number of wounds the target has remaining... It suffers one wound resolved using the profile above. Yeah, this is awesome. So focus witch, power, witch fire, so you need to bang it out on three, which is warp charge two. Yeah. Um, and then you just have to roll over their wounds, and unless they've got Eternal Warrior, they're at, well, I suppose you get to take your uh, invuns, don't you? Yeah, you'd get in buns. You get in buns, and that's it. Yeah, it's pretty handy. Nice. It's good. Um, mm. Look at all those. Look at all those beautiful psychic powers. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Putrescent vitality uh, is warp charge one to three. It's a blessing that targets a single friendly unit with the Demon of Nurgle special rule within 24 inches. Each time this psychic power is used, choose whether it will have a warp charge cost of 1, 2 or 3. Whilst this power is in effect, add 1 to the toughness characteristic of all models in the target unit for each point of warp charge that it costs to manifest. Tough as fuck. Yeah, that is brilliant. <laughs> so you stick that on your fucking Plague Star. 
Fucking, that's no fun. (laughs) It's going to be hard. You wouldn't be casting a free warp charge very often, but it is a really good power. Mm. Just a plus one toughness half the time (coughs) is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Plus one's just plus one definitely helps. Um, And let's move on to the last one, the Zinch ones. Um, The good one. Yeah. Well, we all know flickering fire. One to three. Strength five, blah, 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 blah. We all know that. Soul Blaze, Warp Flame. Number one's still shit. Move on. Firestorm still shit. Bolt of Change is still cool. Awesome. It's a beam. 24-inch range. D6 plus four strength. Ouch. AP2, Assault 1 with a Warp Flame special rule. Can be good. <sighs> Zinch's Warp Flare. Uh, warp Charge 1 to Nova. Strength uh, Range 9 inches. Strength D6, AP4. Assault 2d6 and ignores cover. Yeah, oh, is that, is that, that's cleansing flame, isn't it? Uh, no, I got excited about this at first because I thought it was going to be like all the others. D6 plus yeah, something. No. But it's just D6. So, uh, oh, really? Oh. Yeah, so strength 3 for average. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to or see strength here. one. <laughs> strength one. Oh, Fate, Fatey won't be using this one. <laughs> Listen, mate, I know I know how all you demon players work. It'll be strength five every turn. Um, <laughs> right. Boon of Flame. Warp charge two or three. Uh, Boon of Flame is a conjuration with a range of 12 inches. If you manifest this power at warp charge two, it creates one exalted flame resinch. Alternatively, you can manifest this power at warp charge three. Decide before rolling. If you dis- if you do so, you can instead choose to create one of the following units. Three Flamers of Zinch or one Burning Chariot of Zinch. I'm assuming I'm moving on. No, that's really good. Is it? Yeah. I mean, uh, the Exalted Flamers are great. Maybe start the game, put them on, or if your horrors have got it, and just build up them in your horrors. Can, they, um, can they shoot the turn that they appear? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's all right then. Obviously, it's a heavy weapon, mm. but if you could put him in a horror unit and sit at the back, or even if you want to snap fire D3 strength 9 if you're, you're trying to kill something, uh, it's pretty good. And then, obviously, the chariots, they can be summoned and fire, so they're pretty good. <clears throat> they die easy, but if you want to get them shots off, it's, a, mm. it's, it's decent. Uh, fifth on the list is Infernal Gateway. It's Warp Charge 2. Uh, it's a Witchfire Power, the following profile. Range 18, Strength D6 plus 4, AP 1, Assault 1, <coughs> Blast. Yeah, it, it's really good. If it, it, you don't often cast it because it's 2 Warp Charge. Mm. You normally do Beam and then other shit, but it is good. It, it's always my last resort one if I want to kill a tank or, or a knight. Hmm. But, yeah, it's nice. Uh, Prismatic Gaze is Warp Charge 3. It's a witch firepower with the following profile. <laughs> this is this is option one for Dice. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the, the only other option. <laughs> range, range 18 inches. Strength D. Listen to Adam. AP1. Assault 1. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> I've got D. He's got the D. You, you should have saw my face the other weekend. Well, I played against some Imperial Knights, and I rolled my first six on a D. It was so that's happy. Not, that's not even the best story, though, Adam. <laughs> Tell the best bit of that game. 
Oh, there were so many moments. <laughs> oh, well, I'll, I'll tell it for you. Oh, yeah, that one, yeah. Go on, you <laughs> Go on. tell it. Go on, you tell it. <laughs> well, I, I'm not sure what you did, but you faced perils or something, didn't he? And he ended yeah, up forgetting it. He forgot the D power. So he's like, oh, no, I've still got like two nights to go. So the, the night player was like, yeah, this is going to be fine now. This is going to be fine. And then um, Adam goes, yeah, Fatey knows. <laughs> Fatey knows, knows um, everything. Yeah, Fate, both of Fatey's heads know the power. <laughs> so only one head had forgotten it. So the other <laughs> head knew it still. And then indeed some more knights. <laughs> yeah. This has made, this now, the improvements to this has made Fateweaver probably the best model in the game. Because he knows everything. I was actually tabling knights now, which transformed the matchup completely. That's crazy. Yeah. And Fatey's doing it. What the fuck? Yeah. Also in you that game... You ain't keeping him off the bloody table now, are you? It's quite funny because I actually perilsed and landed in front of a knight. So, oh, obviously I'm fucked. So he sorted Fateweaver <laughs> and done fuck all. <laughs> it was quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> Just locked with Fateweaver in combat. <laughs> One remaining knight. Ah... <laughs> uh, Oh well, happy days. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Do we want to go through the new um, new artifacts they've got as well, real briefly? Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, you know it's now tomorrow, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh God, is it? I've got to get up early as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, just shows you how much more stuff you got than we did. What, what, do you want to continue this another time or? No, let's just finish it off. It'll only take another fifteen minutes, I reckon. Um, so the corn ones do you want to just pick out the ones that you like rather than me reading it, out it, all of them it's Nurgle and Zinch. you don't like any of the corn ones I'd never take them because I think you'd always go mm. I mean the corn ones are good in the, the Crimson Crown that's good yeah. it gives all, all corn extra attack you've got a, a D weapon hit on sixes yeah that's so the Dewey, Dewey's good stuff in it if that's your flavour yeah, it's down then, to what you want to run. Then have a look at it. <laughs> God's sake, you're listening to us well. Uh, Zinch, then. Yeah, what are the Zinch ones? What do you like in Zinch? Uh, Paradox is amazing. Okay, Ooh, so that's 25 that? points. Um, uh, it's range dash user AP4. Melee, concussive, warp contradiction. Warp contradiction is once per turn when taking a circuit test. The bearer can... Oh, that one! Okay, so that basically means that this is the one that allows you to take your dice and turn them all over. So it means yeah. you can guaranteed cast uh, a warp charge... So what is it? Warp charge one, you can guaranteed cast on... One. One dice. Warp charge two you can guarantee cast on three dice. And warp charge yeah. three you can guarantee cast on five dice. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's okay. it's really good. For uh, 25 points. Yeah, you do have a bit of a problem where you failed your, your, your spell, but you've got two ones. And you're yeah. like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> what <should I> do? <laughs> yeah. But no, that, that's a really good item. Is this is this the item that Kenny Boucher would never use? Moving on, uh, the endless grimoire <laughs> is thirty-five points. Uh, if your warlord generates all his powers from the <laughs> discipline of change, sorry, 
<laughs> he knows all of its powers. Wow. Uh, this one you can only take by a herald, but yeah. the herald doesn't have to be the warlord. It's just whoever's your warlord, he has to roll all his powers on this, yeah. on the dissension, he knows them all. So it's all right. You're probably not going to use it. Hmm. Uh, well, you yeah. like you like the warlord um, trench of Zinch anyway, didn't you? So yeah, so it's all right. <laughs> um, that gives you like a so if you are using the tetrad, that gives you like a a, a, a ghetto fate weaver, I guess. Yeah, but a so you've leg. got to take Cadven or whatever to get a herald, mm. put it on the herald. Well, so you get heralds it's... in the um, in the formations you're taking as well. Yeah. You? Yeah, what what uh, I think you have to just say what price these things are and what, max, what, what maximum price you can give something that you summon, mm. which is what is it twenty five points, Adam, or thirty 30? points? Yeah, so you can't summon it. It's uh, it's it's, de- it's already dead to me. Yeah, <laughs> uh... the only the only way you're going to want this is basically on a Lord of Change because you wouldn't you wouldn't want it on a Demon Prince because they get to roll too many other stuff. Like Shriek, you won't, you wouldn't want to give up Shriek. No. So it's it's yeah, just for a Lord of Change or a Herald. Uh, next is Soulbane, fifteen points. I like it's, this. It's another melee weapon, strength user, AP asterisk, uh, melee, fleshbane. So twos, lovely. Uh, and as the incorporal rule, uh, incorporal. Uh, this weapon has an AP value. <laughs> Incorporal. That sounds a bit military to me. Yeah. Uh, this weapon has an AP value equal to the target's initiative value. Against targets with an initiative characteristic higher than six, resolve attacks from this weapon at AP dash. Against vehicles, hits resolved at AP one. Well, ignore the vehicle bit because you're probably gonna, you're probably going to take it on a herald and not a demon. No, you're probably not going to take it on a demon prince, so you're not mm. going to be hurting vehicles. Yeah. So the flesh bane and the uh, AP against initiative is really good. <clears throat> Anything else you like in here? Uh, the the dais. Oracular dais. Yeah. It's okay if you want to make sure a unit comes in from reserve. It's, it's thirty-five points. Basically. Uh, what does it the, do? At the start of each of your turns, you can choose one friendly unit with the Chaos Demons faction that is in reserve to automatically pass its reserve roll. Yeah. Uh, 35 it, points? Nah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't take it personally, but I've, I have heard of people wanting to put it in. Crazy. Anything uh, else? The Impossible Robe, it's a tease. It's, it's potentially awesome, but potentially shit. <laughs> it's, like the, it's like the old uh, Fate Weaver rule, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so he problem... gets a three up invulnerable save. However, if he f- fails the save, he must pass a leadership test or failed from reality and be removed from play. 25 points. Is it a demonic would... instability test? Or no. just a leadership test? Leadership test. Damn. Uh, the, the thing what put me off taking this, I wanted it on a Demon Prince because you've got a very good chance of getting a two up rerollable. Yeah. But the thing what put me off is perils in. Because you are going to be casting perils. You will mm. you will perils, and then you've got to take a leadership test on this and probably a leadership test on the perils as well. Uh, yeah, 
it, it's 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 good. I can see people taking it. It's just risky. <sighs> and then we have the Everstave. What do you think of this? It's, it's it's all right. Again, it's nice on the Lord to change AP three template. Twenty points, strength five, AP three. Heavy one though. Doesn't matter if it's on a Lord of Change. Yeah. Mm, it's okay. Yeah, it's alright. Yeah, I could see people taking it for twenty points. Gives you something so, to do in the air. So is it the paradise? So you want a horror um, herald? Sorry, herald of Saints. And the is it the paradigm one? Paradox. Paradox. Definitely, yeah. You're definitely seeing the paradox any yeah. every single goddamn yeah. time. Because then he becomes your conduit for casting cheeky psychic, you know, conjurations and and whatnot. So that's yeah. what we see a lot of. <coughs> um, uh, and what's the other good one, Adam? Is it the um, the Nurgle one? Yeah, the Nurgle's good. Okie dokie. Grotty the Nurgling, forty points. Hey, you gotta love Grotty. Reduce the toughness characteristic of all models, friend or foe, by one whilst they remain within six inches of a model accompanied by Grotty the Nurgling, unless they have the Demon of Nurgle special rule. It's basically Mr. Hanky the Christmas pose. <laughs> <laughs> Get modelling! <laughs> I've got a perfect pair of Necron legs for the job. <laughs> Again, it's really good on a drone star. Yeah. Uh, if you're minus in the strength, there's a good chance you're going to get re-rolls on your poison attack. poison, yeah. Definitely. Thinking. Um, uh, oh, it's just toughness, isn't it? Or is it yeah, strength as well? I can't Reduce remember. the toughness. Oh, yes, yeah, just toughness. Yeah. Reduce the toughness. Yeah, so minus the toughness, and there's a good chance you're going to get re-rolls. Lovely. Uh, corruptions, 25 points. Uh, it's a melee weapon with hyperinfection and touch of rust. Uh, Hyperinfection, any hit inflicted by this weapon automatically cause wounds. There is no need to roll. Use the bearer strength characteristic as normal for the purposes of armor penetration against vehicles or determining if a target suffers instant death. Touch mm. of rust. Weapons with this special rule cause a glancing hit on an armor penetration roll of a six unless the roll would otherwise cause a penetrating hit. Yeah, you're not going to take it. Not really, not for 25 points. No. Uh, Horn of Nurgle's Rock, 35 points. After resolving the bearer's close combat attacks, add one model to a uh, yeah, add one model to a friendly unit of plague bearers of Nurgle within twelve inches of the bearer for each enemy model that was slain. The model must be placed within within unit coherency, more than one inch from any enemy models. Any models that cannot be placed in this manner are lost. Yeah, so. actually, just go to the Doom Bell. That's the only decent one oh. left. I <laughs> the Doomsday Bell is exactly thirty points. The Doomsday Bell is an instrument of chaos. Whilst the bearer is on the battlefield, subtract one from the leadership characteristic of all enemy units. That is very, very good. Amazing. Very, very, very good. I could see many a battlefield with two of these on. What, both sides? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why would you not take it? <laughs> so good. But what you got to bear in mind, if Marines summon it, they are minus in their own leadership because they're oh, an enemy they, model not that not technically depends yeah they on, are uh, depends what you mean yeah they are counted as any enemy models still but they're also allies no yeah, but it's... if they count as enemy models they're still yeah. 
that's yep. That's you got to love that, dude. I wonder if that's cumulative then. I don't think so. I just think it would be like... They're, yeah, two, they're, they're two separate Doom Bells, so you could do it, and then they could do it to you, but then be another minus one. Yeah, yeah, it must be. It must be. Mm. I, I don't know. I think it needs an FAQ. Ding <laughs> dong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, crazy. But yeah, that's a good bit of kit, that is. That's awesome. Brilliant. That combined with the Doomstone uh, terrifies me as a, as, a, as a star player. Yeah. <laughs> Terrifies me. Um, anything in the Slanish that we like? I can't even remember, so probably not. All right. Well, the book's out if you want to go through the whole thing line by line, because um, we'd be here for like seven hours otherwise. Um, yeah. What are your What are your thoughts, Adam, on the on the demon stuff? You said awesome at the start. Yeah, it, it's it's one of them. The stuff that they've added has made demons. Added quite a lot to demons. The powers, obviously, Fate Weaver, I think, is probably the best model in the game now. Mm. Stuff like the Doom Bell. Uh, you, you're going to see the Screamer formation. The detachment benefits are awesome, but I'm struggling. I think you need CAD as well. Um, it's good, but the tax on taking the formation, the formations and the detachment make it difficult to make a list. But it, it's definitely improved demons. The downside I see is this is a new codex, and they haven't addressed anything what was wrong, say the elites, the cost of the demon princes. So if you're looking at you're not getting a new codex now, they haven't fixed a lot of stuff. Like the blood crushers have still got a six up armor side. So that's the downside. The good side is you've got some good stuff to play around with. That definitely seems to be the general um, design theory that they're going on as well. Like we're not going to actually change anything in the book, just money grab you. But we're going to sell you some new stuff to sort of let you play it in a different way. Um, that 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 seems that seems to be what they're going for. Um, you can't just. Just wish them magic numbers were a bit lower. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like been that's like been there since day one though. Adam. You can't, you can't really oh, change that. Uh, oh well, <laughs> they've uh, yeah they stopped it being broken just because of fluff, basically. <laughs> hey, at least you got a, a nice nine-inch Nova power range. If you're yeah. if you're if if you're as if your magic number was only four, <laughs> that strength free power would be pretty shit, wouldn't it? Yeah, it swings and roundabouts, mate. But yeah, the, I think the biggest one. I, I mean, as I said earlier, I, I've played knights now, and I'm tabling knights. Where before, knights was a hard oh, matchup. That, so, that D power is yeah, yeah. That's, that's that makes you really, really, really scary against knights, especially it, when you can run when you can sort of fly twenty four and then. Shoot eighty, yeah. It's not and, even, and even you can't can't be touched back as well. So. No, well you can, um, you can. Well, it, it's yeah. not when, when Adam falls out the sky. <laughs> yeah, no, there's there's a good chance you're going to peril. It is warp charge three, so yeah. it is risky. But obviously you're going to do it. Um, also knights can crown you back, but it's a fact if you can do something about them now, you've got mm. something what can kill them. 
It's definitely, uh, it's definitely. I, I would, I would love to be in a position where I can be flying and shoot D shots at nights. That and isn't it be. the shooting phase that your your, your shield goes up? Yes. Yeah, you, you could cut out their shield because you yeah. got it from the previous phase, so you just fly in a different. Yes. Oh, yep. So that's really good. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. So. Don't well, if Adam, if Adam likes the it. Yeah, if, if even Adam's not complaining, if Adam, then it must if, be... I mean, God, my God, I hate to think what a normal person would be. Like. <laughs> oh, dear. But, happen. yeah. It, I, I do think you still need CAD to run the detachment, now to make it any good. Can't do about your horrors, no? Yeah, well, but a lot of tournaments won't let you have CAD as well as the detachment. Which is your problem. Stupid tournaments. Yeah. But uh, it's you, we've got new stuff. That's the main thing. Yeah, you got. I mean, you, you got a lot in this book. You got a lot in this. It's, it's as close to getting a new book as you could possibly get. Um, yeah. You got even more stuff than the tower got, and the tower. You know, it it definitely turned around the tower in sense of uh, competitive uh, play. Tower so, by far, is still the best update. Wolves are the worst. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Demons in the middle. Well, I think I think orcs are coming ready to steal that crown as being the worst. <laughs> yeah, from what I've so seen. I barely, I barely got it on my space wolfy head before those bastard orcs take <laughs> straight off again. <laughs> yeah, we, we're we're complaining about tax. Jesus Christ, we're gonna when we get to look at this uh, these 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 Gasgol formations. Good God. Yeah, restrictions. You can't use this. <laughs> Restrictions, you're not allowed to win. Yeah. In, in every narrative service. game, you're always the bad guy, therefore you have to lose. Yeah. That's the restriction. Fucking hell. Well, yeah, I mean, thank you very much for, for giving me the time going through this. It's dragged on a little bit longer than we wanted to, but um, I'm, I'm really happy with the coverage that we've given it. Um, hopefully the people have a good idea of all the cool stuff that's in the book for, for demons and, and some of the stuff that's usable and how to get the most out of it with the space rules as well because it definitely isn't a balance between the two factions in terms of the the riches that they can enjoy from this uh the demons definitely made out as winner i think in in, in this um but yeah mike uh, you've definitely given us some ideas about how we can use the space war stuff and and get the most out of it which is which is what we want for the people educate just, them just add some dark angels like you've always been doing <laughs> of course and the dark angels are involved in this uh yeah. campaign as well so to tell everyone to shut up you're playing narratively you know, exactly it's you're forging a narrative exactly. and tell them to go fuck themselves and when when they point out the neck or on leg side wolf that's when you just jab them in the eye with a stick or something in it Mm. Oh, right then that's that we'll be back real soon we've got LVO coverage to go through and all that malarkey um, just finishing it off as we speak so look for that this week coming um, don't forget of course that London GT we plugged it earlier on in the podcast um, get get your tickets for that it's a, it's a big event it's going to be a big event going forward as well so check that out um, and of course go and buy all your shit from Element Games Please, because we've got a new link out. for that as well, haven't we? We will do, yes. So uh, check that out. We'll put the link in the description of the podcast. If you're buying anything from Element Games, then please buy it through our link. It uh, doesn't cost you anything more. It doesn't change any of the discounts you get. 
all it means is that we get uh, we get some sort of value for your purchases as a as a partner, basically. And it allows us to do more things in the future. We want to expand the podcast. We want to start giving you uh, all kinds of cool content and some tips about getting better at playing Warhammer Forty Thousand. Because we're not here to change the game. We don't want to comp everything to oblivion we don't want to start bringing in strange abstract scoring systems for you know being nice to other people we want to let you know how you can improve your 40k play and we're going to be doing that uh, in 2016 going forwards as well so please support the podcast we're never going to ask for any of your money but if you are spending it please go and do it through element games uh, using the link in the description thanks very much cheers mike no problem, mate. Thank you very much for having us. Cheers, Adam. Thank you. And Hodor has wandered off. He's probably seen like something shiny in the corner and is uh, now beguiled by that. Got, got trapped I in think the mirror, he's making think. screamers. <laughs> yeah. You say screamers. Polystyrene <laughs> yeah. balls. Is <laughs> bases oh, on top of bases Hodor. that he's painted blue. Oh dear. <laughs> anyway, uh, cheers. Thanks very much. Uh, we'll be back real soon. Another episode of Allies of mm. Convenience.